Extreme PC UK. Hi, and welcome to episode 42 of Extreme PC UK podcast. Today is the 25th of July, and I'm your host, Nick, also known as Extreme PC UK on Steam. Joining me on the show today is... Hi, I'm Jansen, and on Steam, I'm Jay himself. Hi, I'm Tim, and on Steam, you can find me as Timmy604. Hi, I'm Zach, and on Steam, you can find me at Call Me Wacky. Cool, cool, cool. Right, I'd like to introduce Wacky to you people, actually, because of uh, we met him at one of the shows a good few months back now, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And uh, he actually became a hardcore streamer overnight. You can find him as Call Me Wacky on Twitch. He streams regularly with us. He's in our guild and everything. You came down to one of the shows. You got involved in some gaming with us, and then you got in part of the community, and you sort of, I don't know, you worked hard and got your way in, didn't you, really? Yeah, really, yeah. I've so, come to one of your recent shows at the MK Don Stadium. Yeah, that was pretty cool as well. We enjoyed that one. Yeah. Uh, that was the old I should come over for a show one day. Yeah, dude, you yeah, should. you should do. Yep, grab my laptop. I, I did say you're over in London sometimes. You should just bring your laptop, come over here. We're actually doing a LAN party this week, this Saturday, where we're all going to be doing a LAN party at mine. I might stream it. I might not. I might put a camera up over the computers. You should. You should stream that. You reckon that would be pretty cool? Yeah, I think yeah. that'd be good. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, my missus is like, I don't want to be in your bloody camera. IRL section on put Twitch. A secret one on Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, getting on. Uh, questions. If you'd like to send your questions into extremepcuk at gmail.com, any questions, you know how they are, anything you want to bring in. Steam group is Extreme PC UK. Instagram is Extreme PC UK. Facebook is Extreme PC UK podcast. We now have got a really nice Discord, which again, if you want to get on our Discord because you need an invite, just go to extremepcuk.co.uk and there's an invite there. Or you can go to my Twitch page and there's an invite under there. Premier Computer Fairs, I don't know where they are this month at the moment, but check out their website. It's premiercomputerfairs.co.uk. That's where all of our shows are, and we'll be coming to one of them near you soon. Right, let's get on to the... I've got some things I'd like to say before we get into the news. Pretty much about Twitch and that, because like you've been doing, Wacky, we've really been getting into the, the Twitch scene and getting our... I've got affiliated, so trying to bring the, like the masses in and get them involved with us, and it's just another outlet, outlet to do that. So first of all, I'd like to say thanks to anyone that subbed to us, which at the moment is insane, Skadoo and Trevnod. So I really appreciate that. Um, another thing I'd like to go on to say is, with the subs now, I don't know if you guys know this, but you can now, if you're in America anyway, you can get free bits. And bits are like a little currency that you can give to streamers. So you now can watch an advert if you're in America for Twitch, where you go down to the bit section on someone's stream and you'll get free like 5, 10... 25 75 or 100 bits to give away and it's just a way of supporting your community basically any twitch people that you want to support if you want to do it to us or if you want to do it to wacky or whoever you know that's one way of supporting us what we're going to do as well is if you've got is it amazon prime yes yeah yeah anyone that's got amazon prime you actually get one free sub so you can sub to anyone you want not a lot of people know but you can sub them for free so to you if you've got amazon prime it costs you no more anyway but to the person who you want to subscribe to, so say it was Wacky or it was Extreme PC UK or Dr. Disrespect, whoever, you can use one sub and Twitch will actually pay that sub for you for that one month. It's so, because of uh, Twitch is uh, owned by Amazon. Yeah. So you actually get Twitch Prime you get. Yeah, but for us, like I've always said, this podcast is never, ever going to be monetized. We're never going to put anything on there where you have to pay for it or anything like that. But if you like the podcast and you do want to support us, you know, I thought that was a really nice way of Twitch bringing in people so they don't really have to spend any money. They can go and look, watch like three adverts a day, get 15 bits, and then you can like 
help us out in the show and stuff like that. It's just a nice way. Like I'm going to do that for the people that I watch. I just think it's a really nice way of giving back to the community when because a lot of people are young and they don't have a lot of money to to hand out over streams and stuff. And it's an easy way of you being able to show your like respect to channels, if you know what I mean. Like if I watch a channel and I haven't got any money, I could just watch a couple of adverts, give them like yeah, it might only be twenty p, but if you do that regularly, you know, you're in someone's stream and you're building up their stream for them, you know, like like you, Wacky, you're new to streaming, aren't you? Yeah, I've only got 20 followers, but obviously stuff like that would help yeah. put it, me up and get more of a following, basically. Yeah, because it's like that, it's that little bit of people that actually watch you, when you get from one viewer to three viewers <clears> to five viewers, it makes a big difference, you know, and if you've got things going on, like, it's another thing I was going to go on to say is, I'm actually going to put, because of I've got now subs, I've got three tiers of subs. And I, I don't expect anybody to sub to me. You know, that's not what I'm getting at. But if there was someone that wanted to sub, there's three tiers. And you get like, I've got these new emojis. So I've got a silver tier, which is like the bottom one. You've got a middle tier, which is like a black Extreme PC UK logo. And then you've got a top one, which is a gold plated Extreme PC UK logo, which thanks to uh, Jansen for making for me. Yep. And you get to use them over all over Twitch. And it's like another way of Twitch giving back to like the affiliates for people that are trying to build themselves up basically because i can now go into any channel so can skidoo and insane they can spam our little logo everywhere so people get it gets the word out to people which is another nice thing another thing i would want to say is what i'm going to do is i'm going to do a cheer league on there as well so if you go under extreme peace uk or if you're a follower if you watch me on twitch there's going to be a cheer league on there so if you was somebody that would get involved with getting the bits and putting them on and i'm not i'm not saying like this is what i want everybody to do because I, it's just an extra and I just want to get it out to the people, we will have a cheer league. And basically, for people that do that, they can get up the league, and every now and then there'll be giveaways and stuff like that for whoever's at the top. Also, I've decided as well, which I think is a good idea, is every time I get to, like, 10 viewers, or it, it will change over time as, as it gets bigger, I'll give away, like, game keys for people and that for when viewers are on. Because I've got this new thing called Bingo, which is I really enjoy it. So I type in Bingo, and it, for which, like, for Twitch or for better tv or whatever and basically when i set that off everybody in chat has to guess the emoji so out of the 250 emojis they've got to get the right one and whoever clicks it first they will get like they will say congratulations you're the winner and then you get to pick a game key and i've tried this on my stream and it's really actually quite funny and like people really get involved because they're all trying to spam like one emoji at a time and my twitch now makes them float all over the screen like fireworks so it's, it's really nice to see. It's like really funny and it really gets gets me involved with the community, you know. And yeah. uh, so that's just something else I want to get out there. So if you do watch our streams, I, I really appreciate it, you know. And it's one way if you want to get involved with a podcast. I've had a lot of people get on the podcast or get involved with us, get involved with playing with us and setting up streaming. You know, if you're shy and because a lot of people don't really get in touch from the podcast. We've got we've got like 20 people that are regulars. They come on our Discord. They talk to us. We get involved. But if if you're someone that like would want to get involved, because I used to listen to a podcast and I always thought, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to text them or I don't want to get involved. Or I'd see them playing online and I'd be like, I want to play a game with them, but I feel a bit shy. Or I feel like I don't like I might not know what I'm doing or something, you know? That's kind of like how I looked at it as well, because I met you guys at the Bracknell Fair. Yeah. And then two months later, I joined your Discord. Yeah, you didn't do it straight away, did you? It's like mm. I didn't do it straight away. I was like, oh, but then you can't, you kind of got to open yourself up. And once yeah. you get in here, we're a good group of lads. Yeah. Like everyone's helpful. Yeah, and literally, 
I never have a dull moment at the moment, so yeah. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> that's the thing I do find with my Discord. There's like so many people in there that are pretty decent. They all help each other yeah. out as well. Coming to the show, like you met us at a show where we've got yeah. like 20 grand worth of PC sitting on the desk and they're all top end and we're all playing games. And we're like, me and Jansen are back to back talking to customers and stuff yeah. nonstop. And it's a bit intimidating because you look and you think, hold on a minute, the quality of computers they're putting out here and stuff like that. I just feel like, I don't know what it's I'm talking about. Me. It's beyond yeah. me. Sort of, and, yeah. But the thing is, when you get to know us, we're just normal guys and we're pretty well, down to earth. We, and we have a right laugh, as you've seen before yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And, and the same thing is, like, I went to the MK Dons one, but I was part of the Extreme PC stand. Yeah. And while you guys were doing your thing, I was helping you by playing the games and yeah. t- talking to other people and telling... Yeah, so you see it from the other side of the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah but but how we do it. It was obviously three or four months ago, that I probably wouldn't be in... <laughs> probably would have gone, no, it's not that. <laughs> you yeah. know I mean? It's like Tim. Tim, he's a listener. Yeah. You met us through listening, Tim, didn't you? Yeah, listened and... to your podcast and then... Uh... Got your streaming, uh, what was it, Ghost Recon, Wildlands? Yeah, and then you said, uh, I remember you said, like, well, maybe we should jump into the game together. Yeah, and, and And that's the thing, that's why I, I like Twitch so much. I don't, I'm not doing Twitch to become, like, the most popular person. I'm doing it purely because it's such a good way to get to meet people because they can jump onto my stream, they can text, so they feel like they can talk to me or to you, Wacky, or to Jansen, whoever's yeah. streaming. And they feel like they can say what they think, but then they've got a barrier they can like stay behind. So it's not like right in your face. And like with with Tim, he came in and you spoke about a few things. You said, oh, yeah, I'll see you from the stream, uh, from the podcast. And then we got chatting. And then before you know it, you're here. Yeah. Yep. So, True. And the other thing that is good as well is like it helps us a bit as well. Obviously, if you're talking in the chat. Yeah. Then we're not just being quiet. We're being yeah. interactive with our chat. Where yeah. it makes it makes it easier for us to get bigger because obviously we we want to get a broader audience, but it's very hard when you get, get into our stream and we're not saying anything because yeah. there's nothing really to say. Yeah, and that's the thing why the Discord's so good because I've the, if anything since we got from Teamspeak to Discord, community has just blown up. It's gone mad, which I'm appreciating and I'm thankful yeah. to everybody in the Discord because you know without you lot in the Discord, we wouldn't be able to do this. And it's, it's since we got that Discord, it's all gone a lot better for everyone because. Like now we've got a network, we've got a guild, and basically if I start streaming, I know that 10, 20 people on a Discord can see I'm streaming and they'll all come and just put my chat on and they'll start talking. Hi, Nick, how you been? That gives me a view list of like 10 people and that's what I do for them when they're streaming. So if we all interact together and we all get to know each other like that, it's wicked because whenever I go live, I've got loads of viewers. Whenever you go live, you've got loads of viewers. And And I think without that Discord, you wouldn't have had that. You know, no, you'd still no. be streaming on your own, in your bedroom, with no one really there, just just randoms coming in every now and then, you know? Yeah, and it, it would have been harder, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, back to the point. Yeah, yeah, so the points are, you can get, you can do one free sub if you're a Twitch subscriber or an Amazon subscriber. We're going to get a cheer league at Twitch, and we're also going to do a lot of game giveaways and stuff. So, yeah, if you are interested, get on there. When you see us go live, just give us a follow. You'll get a notification. This is for me and Wacky. And Tim, if you still streaming, Tim? Yeah, no one done. No one yeah. done. And uh, yeah, you know that's that's our way. We appreciate that. And if you do feel you want to give something back, that's that's more than like happy for us to just have you in our stream. You know, have a chat with us, get involved. Right, let's move on. Anyway, we got one iTunes review this month, so I'll read that out. The title is amazing, five stars, and it's by Toby. I need medic. He's from the UK, and he says he's been on PC for a few months, but he's been playing by himself. 
then he found these guys so accepting really nice bunch of lads community is thriving love the show keep up the good work that's from toby right that takes us into the news oh there's a few bits of good news today i've got to say i'll start with first thing which is going to be good for some people and horrible for others PUBG, you all love PUBG, didn't you yep yep they're bringing paid content with crates how do you feel about that there goes my bank account. <laughs> Microtransactions inbound when they said they'd never do it. I'm not bothered because I won't spend any money on it anyway. Yep, second. Really? Yep, it's yeah. just cosmetics. Yeah, yeah, these things are dangerous for me. The best thing for me in this is if they, because what they're going to do is they're going to be bringing in crates. So when you play, you can buy a crate or you can unlock a crate. I don't know how that works. If it's just going to be dropped like CSGO or if you have to pay for it. Oh, you have to pay for it. Right? You get the crate and then you've got to buy a key and the key is going to be two and a half us dollars each key which i think is a bit much what's that in pounds is that one pound eighty or something probably a bit more than that now bit more is that but yeah. yeah it's going to be like two it's quid. about two quid yeah yeah it's going to be about two quid to open this crate now i'm all up for this under certain circumstances one they put a massive amount of content out there so you can get like these rarer items common items a bit like rocket league you know lots and lots of stuff so you can really customize yeah. um but the other thing is these keys are £2 each. It needs to be like CSGO in my books where you've got the chance of winning a skin that's worth money. You know, why am I going to pay £2.50 US, uh, or two quid for something that I'm just going to have on there and I'm not I'm going to have no chance of making anything on it? You know, at least with CSGO, you always got that little bit of this could be worth a quid, this could be worth five quid, this could be worth 700 quid, you know? Yeah, but then you might get the people that be like, I like that jacket, I'll pay two quid for that jacket. That's it. They're not looking to make money or anything. They just want their character to look a certain way. But it will be like that. Look already at the jackets that were, that you could get with the pre-order. Yeah. The How much are they worth now? More than 100 pounds, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's what's surprising about it is there's something like 600 of them or something stupid on there on Steam for sale. And it's still at that price. Yep. No one's actually going, now. Nah, I think I'll sell this for 20 quid. It's only a, it's only a in-game. It's not real money. It's not real. I can't really have it. For that price, they should send you out a real coat. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I'm half and half, really. I love games like Rocket League where you can have all this content where you're always earning new stuff so you can customize. I love customizing. And I don't mind paying for these these keys for crates if I've got a chance of getting something that no one else can get. So if I can get something that's one in a million or one in 10,000, I'll do it because I want to be that one person that's got them like aluminous green trainers on or something you know what i mean yeah i know it's gonna be i know it's gonna be like though is i i personally i don't like them sort of things but i'll see something i like and i'll be like i need to get it and then i'll be buying stuff buying stuff and then you'll sometimes you'll just be getting like t-shirts or a vest yeah it's like like at the moment you get these i'm annoyed because I, i was playing that game over and over again and i don't mind continuously playing that game over and over again because i like getting the crates but I found I'm just getting doubles and doubles and doubles, yeah. triples, quadruples of each same thing. You know, yeah. no I couldn't else... care less about any crater. But the thing yeah. is, no one, wants to, no one wants to trade with you or nothing because they've already got ten of them themselves. Yeah. So yeah, but a... you see, my character is wearing a shirt, a tie, and pants, and that's it. Just and that's where probably... that real life, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I make my characters look like myself. But the thing is, I'm not my comment there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my character will probably be in that same outfit no matter how long I play that game for. That's what my character will look like. Yeah, but that's the difference in us. 
I played a game. If there was no unlocks, I wouldn't play the game anymore because I'd feel like really? I'm wasting time. Really? Yeah. I just. I... <laughs> so you just play a game for unlocks, not just because the game is nice. Yeah, or... I love collecting stuff. I'm a hoarder. Oh my god. I love it. But that's like that's like going into like a new generation, isn't it? Because obviously games like a couple of years ago you used to be able to just play. Yeah. And and you don't get no rewards, but yeah, you but this get is the honest thing. Playing. Yeah. You've, you've just said, you just summed me right up because that's me now. I'll go back to like Mario or something on a Nintendo. I'm playing with the kids and I'm like, I've got to World 7. And I'm just like, but there's nothing in this. It's just, I've got to World yeah. 7. I've got nothing from it. Mm. The enjoyment's not enough anymore. That is a bit pathetic, really. It's different in between different people, isn't it? Yeah. Like some Jansen, people enjoy it and some people don't. Yeah, Jansen will play a game. It doesn't care what gun he's got, what yeah. colour the gun is. He just wants to run yeah, around yeah. shooting people. Me neither. Yeah. If the game is good, I don't care what gun yeah, you, color you play is. the game for the experience. But I think yeah, that exactly. also comes from me being a strategy game player, like XCOM, like Sim Cities, them sort of ones. I, all the games that I really, really enjoy the most are games where you play for an hour, you unlock more, you get new buildings, you get new stuff. You play for another two hours, you unlock more stuff. All the games that I, might, I really, really enjoy are games where you've got like research and you research See, stuff and then it, you earn stuff. You like games that give you rewards yeah. for for putting in the time and yeah. the effort that you've put in. You get rewards for it. That's yeah, the I, I said, that I said on a podcast before, if there was a game like, I don't know, say like PUBG, and if you played it for 100,000 hours, and even though I was so bored of playing that game, if I played it for 100,000 hours to get a gold character, I would play it out for that long, even though I hated the game at that point, just to get that character because I'd want to be, I want to prove that I can get to that level, you know? My yeah. God. So Your mind works in mysterious ways. <laughs> I'm a bit of a weirdo. And then you have your gold character, and you're so you're so fed up with the game, you will never touch it again. Yep, exactly. So then you have a, you have a hard drive with a game on it with a gold character. But it's Woo-hoo. just like an Xbox now. Look at me now. I used to religiously get Xbox games from Love Film. I'd get the game. I'd order three games per, like, two days. And I'd, I'd order all the ones that's got the Xbox points, which are easy to get. I'd research. Like, I even really? played... Think, Bar- the game school. Yeah, I played, like, Barbie. I played... <laughs> because it was easy thousand points. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Nick. Yeah, this, this is the history. You should just go play Pokemon Go. You can Dude. collect things. You can yeah. hatch yeah. eggs Run, by around walking. the street collecting things. Yeah, listen, yep. history's there. Perfect. I used to get them, come through the door. I'd rush to the door. I'd open up the packet. I'd be like, oh, I've got this game. Wicked. Run upstairs. Xbox. Play that as quick as I can. Next two hours. Three hours. So I could get it in the... I'd do the ones I could do. And if I got ones that were harder to get the Xbox score on, I'd put them back in a packet and send it back for another game to come. <laughs> and I'm on, I was on something like... And this is when Xbox score... It was just after the Xbox... The original Xbox came out and Xbox yeah. 360 got the new gamer scores and that coming over. But I was on 50,000 points, which was pretty high then. And like I was just saying about the gold character, I did that because I just wanted to, when I'm out in the street, I'm at the pub. And mate, he goes, yeah, I play Xbox. I go, what's your gamer score? And they go, 37,000. I go, well, I'm 50. <laughs> that's all it was for. Your digital penis. Yeah, man. <laughs> My digital penis was long. <laughs> it was like I was playing um, that game. What, what did you play? Yeah, Barbie. And, like uh... playing, it was like I was playing Rust. <laughs> if anyone knows about Rust in that game, <laughs> by your points in game and your Steam score, you get a longer schlong. Yeah, good word. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, they're bringing paid content to PUBG, and they, the developers actually said they would never, never do that. As um, long as it's cosmetic, I yeah. don't. 
There was care. one more thing I wanted to I hope to it's not a big team working on it. I hope it's some student at his holiday nah, they've job. They've got massive teams there now, I should think. One other thing I wanted to ask you, Tim, as well. You, I know you watch Dr. Disrespect all the time, don't you? Yep. And I watch him a lot, but I don't watch him as much as you. I do enjoy watching him, though. What's your take on what happened with him getting banned? It was the most funniest thing ever. <laughs> the most funniest thing I've... Yeah. It's because epic. But yeah, you have to also understand he has to stay in character. He cannot break character. So yeah. of course, if you're going to ban him, of course you can, you can expect the reaction of it. Yes, it so actually he... went like this. He was in a game with four people and they forgot to turn off a random matchmaking. So they had one random guy playing in their squad and then they actually found a, what is it? A motorbike with a side cart. So only yeah. three people could fit into it. So they were like, okay, somebody has to, it's going to be a problem here. And then Dr. Disrespect actually just team killed that guy, shot him. Uh, is that what happened? And, because and then they moved on. And then he got banned for it. Yeah, because I know that, that actually team what, killed, what, 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 I what? didn't know how. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. They had one, they had one place to, to, to little in the, on a motorbike. So he just yeah. shot that guy and then they, they, they drove on. Next game he tried to log in and he was banned. The funny thing is then the developer came out on Twitter hold and on, then he says. Hold on one minute though. Hold on before you carry on. I watched a, a Dr. Disrespect video after that, and he was explaining what happened. And he actually said, it's annoying because they didn't, I don't believe that they found out it was him and then they did it. He said it was an automatic thing, which is built into the game. Basically, you kill one person as a team kill, you get a warning. You kill a second one, you get a second warning. You kill a third one, you get banned for three days. And it's built into the game. That's what I was told. I wasn't what? told that it was actually the developer went on and went, oh, right. You've just killed someone. We've seen it on your stream. We're going to ban you. What made it a bit controversial, really, is he done it on stream, so they banned him. An automated thing yeah. that got him banned, but, but that's not the thing. The thing is that the developer got on Twitter and he said, yes. yeah. if you break the rules and play unknown battlegrounds, no matter who you are, you're going to have a bad time. Well, he says no matter who you are, so it means they, they don't make a difference that he's Dr. Disrespect or whatever, yeah. but then... He he doesn't put on a, a Twitter for for every other player that gets yeah. banned. Yeah. So then Dr. Disrespect responds in his way, I'll break the rules anytime, anywhere I go and look good doing yeah, but it. He did do of course, that's his, that's his response. He, he has to do it like he that. He did another funny video as well, though, which I only saw today. And it's Dr. Disrespect comes on and he starts talking. He says, right, I'm only going to talk about this once because this is done. This is beneath me. He goes, I'm Dr. Disrespect. I don't care what you little children do and all that. And he's just going into one doing his character. And he actually turns around and goes, he puts a tweet of, of what the, the developer said right behind him on full screen. And he goes, <laughs> look, this is your claim to fame. You can use me, basically. Look, look at that. Go on. You can do what you want now. Basically, turning it around and basically saying, look how big I am. Yeah, yeah. You can you use me you can for use commercial. how yeah, you yeah. want to, to sell your game or whatever. Like, just totally turned it around. But it's true. Like, yeah, Dr. Disrespect is using violent things, but he's playing a violent game. Yes. You know, it was just that. funny. It was just funny what he yeah. said. The developer responded with, in my house, you follow the rules or you get out. And then he said, if I could do the splits, I'd roundhouse kick you in the neck. <laughs> but since I can't, I'll just front kick you in the chest instead. Lightning. Yeah, that's just that's just funny. If you watch half an hour of him, you know that's his character, and he cannot. The only the only, the only thing, sorry, the only thing that I say is I don't think Player Unknowns took it well because yep. obviously we all know he's a character. We all know yeah. Doctor Disrespect is a character. Behind him, he's a normal bloke. You know what I mean? The thing is, what so, you'd do in reality is you'd send him a letter or an email or something. You'd contact yeah. his PA or whoever it is and say, look, you know, the, the violence thing was a bit harsh. 
I don't think it's good for his publicity for the, the game. Best thing is, the, next the day, he just bought himself a new account. Yeah, he slates the game though, doesn't he? He slates it. <laughs> yeah, Not... he slated H one when it was but out. That's his character. He has yeah. to do that. He has to give, every time he's killed, he has to make up an excuse. That's that's his character. That's who he is. That's he has to do that. But it was the funniest yeah. way he does it. He's I know the it's best his video game player in the universe. You know, but he has it, to do this. It's, it's never the way he his fault. He was like, you get triple A games, you get double A games, you get A games, and then you get this. This is a minus <laughs> A game. Tyler Perry's like, oh, funny. The thing is, uh, like, if he if he left streaming uh, PUBG, what would he stream then? Because he only streams his, like, Call of Duty and stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, he was playing the Destiny 2 one. beta, which I think when that comes out, he'll be playing that quite a bit. But basically, yeah. the Battlegrounds kind of thing was his thing. Like, you, reckon he'll, one you reckon he'll jump was his up to a new game? Like, he actually was a, a level designer on Call of Duty yes. Black Ops too. No, uh, Advanced Warfare. Advanced Warfare. Advanced Warfare? I'm yeah. really not sure about that. But could um, be. Could be. And, and, and he was very big on, well, he wasn't big on YouTube, but he had a presence on YouTube, like, working under the likes of, like, Machinima and stuff like that. Yeah. But he does, he does, he plays his character well, and he, and there's a lot of what he does as well with the music and all the different video sets and stuff that he does, like, on his green screen, you know, yeah, a yeah. lot of that stuff is pretty And his cool. characters. Like, well, well, the way yeah. he has his transitions and everything. Yeah, that's like, me really, and Wacky, we both stream, really and we've got, pro. like, we think we've got proper decent streams going on. But yeah, like, could you imagine, level. Wacky, that every two minutes you're switching to camera one, you're switching to camera two, you're playing that music. And his music, like when he comes on, fits into time with his acting as well. So he's doing all these things he's processing at the same time. So, I, yeah. I forget I forget to set myself off mute sometimes. Everybody <laughs> thinks he has really has somebody next to him, you know, yeah. like a director, like well, he's like the music and everything. Yeah, Antoinette. Antoinette. But Pay he's the music. just alone, so if you want to really see a, uh, that's really a professional stream, in my opinion. That's, yeah, nah, he, he really, really takes really... it serious and takes it on like a day job, you know. Yeah, nah, well, does, that's his thing. He's his day job. He's probably yeah. getting fortunes. You've seen the subs yeah. he gets and, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, but if you watch it like another streamer like who takes it very professional, like Summit 1G, he also streams for like eight hours a day. It's it's not like that. He, he just has one camera view and he doesn't do like bedroom views and whatever and, and has yeah, this crazy thing. You've and, got to respect uh, them people, though, because them people have made yeah, it true, to the top true, by just true. playing games normally. True, but that's what I mean, Dr. Disrespect is a total different thing. He's streaming for entertainment. Yeah, he's, he's an not... entertainer. That's what yeah, he exactly. Is. It's like Borat or, or any other like no, character grown... you watch. He's actually grown that Tash for real. Yep, Yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Ethiopian on. poisonous caterpillar. Because I've got another thing that I want to talk about with PUBG as well, because it's a bit of a PUBG newsflash here. It's all got mad PUBG. Gamescom, PUBG International Competition in Germany, in Cologne. 350,000 US dollars going from the 21st of August, 23rd of August to the 26th of August. They're going to be doing solos, duos, team and first person, the new version. I don't think it's such an esport game, in my opinion. It's too much random things. Yeah, there is a but that's the that's what I like about it. You don't have to have you have to have skill, obviously, but you don't you random things can happen. You can get run over, you can fall off a building, you know. Yeah, but stuff. that's not good for a competitive game actually, when you can get killed by some random thing happening. Put it this way, if I was good enough to play, I'd be going for three hundred and fifty grand. Yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Well for there sure. you go then. And they're, they're gonna but it's just because it's so popular that they that that they're gonna put it out there and make a competition out. Yeah, they're gonna home in because, on this, aren't they? Yeah, because well, everyone's playing it. That's kind of the main reason why they're putting out um, transactions is yeah, to fund yeah. this. Yeah, and they, but they are also saying it's going to go to charity as well. They're going to put percentage yes, to yeah. charity, which is but a good thing. I, 
I heard an interview like half a, half a year ago on some other podcast, really like an audio interview with with the developer himself, and he was like, "Yo, no, we're not fo- focusing on esports. That's not uh, our main goal, you know." Yeah. So it's. But yeah, but remember, then times change, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do like, change. Mm-hmm. From what they were doing on day one to what they're doing now. Is day one when there's different. a guy sitting in his basement on his own with a little sketch pad drawing what he's going to do. Yeah, that was not day one. The game <laughs> was already changed. out like two or three months when the, when I heard yeah, that no, interview. Joking. Yeah, now things do change. And you got to remember, when you reel that much money in and it's like, well, we can do this now, so let's yep. do it. Yep. You know, Just think transactions on the first day they're going to make from people buying crates. They sold six million copies. Six yeah. million. Because at the end of the day, it's a business, and a business is to make money. So as people much people as that, that, they're going to make this <laughs> it, for gamers, they're going to want to make money at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And it goes the same way if you look at Call of Duty, yeah? I remember when Call of Duty for, what, four new maps, and that was it. Now, you get new zombie maps, you get all these transactions that they do in this game. It's just because they've adapted to the way the scene's going. Yeah. That new Call of Duty will be a big one, mark my words. Yes, well, yeah. or two. Yes. yes. Everyone loves, well, I, me personally, but I think well, people... You love Call of Duty? Yeah, I love Call of Duty. Lots of people oh, that man. that say now, like, bah, Call of Duty, we'll go back to this. So I like I Call of Duty, Battlefield. I just can't handle I, being killed I, I, over and over again. I do like Battlefield. I've gone back over to Battlefield because, obviously, I'm I'm not a big fan of this jumping around and first you're looking at them and then they're up in the sky. It's yeah. like, hold on a minute. Everyone's constantly jumping around the map. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think going back to, like, boots on the ground... Form factor is going to be good for that franchise. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. He <laughs> said it, boots on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's enough of PUBG. I think we've been talking about PUBG for ages. Yeah. Well, I was going to say something else. Oh, go on in. Ubisoft has taken a bit of interest into the PUBG scene, basically. And oh, really? yeah, and I have a feeling, just a feeling, it's not nothing that they could implement this into one of their games. And the only game I can see they could probably implement this kind of game is Wildlands. Oh my god, that's that would pretty, be amazing. Uh, oh, that's that's pretty funny you said that, you know, because I've just been accepted today, and they've just I've got, I was going to try it after the podcast into the closed beta for the um, PvP. Me and yeah. me and Leo, my son, have both got it. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's downloading or whatever, ready to, to nice. play. And that's four man teams on their map, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's and four against four. They've yeah. adapted a, a few things in the multiplayer, the PvP. They've adapted it to the actual like co-op version. So when you get shot and there's other little like things that are not actually in the single player that you normally play. Oh, really? So they're adapting a few things to it. So I... this is what makes me believe that they could go in that battlegrounds kind of route because they've got the map for it. That map's, the map's amazing there. as well. Yeah, I don't think they can. They will be able to put so many people like in battlegrounds on on that map. No, your, your, no. Your unless PC they see or whatever won't be able to handle. Yeah, it. unless they like downgrade it for the online. Yeah, yeah. What they will probably do, because if you look at the Wildlands map, I don't know if you when you, if you ever done the um, beta testing or whatever for it, or when it was that closed beta, I don't know what it was, but when you did the testing, you had sections on the map. You know the sections of the different areas. Yeah, they were closed off. They so will, you could just they use they that section. So you'll have 20 maps, which will be each individual section of that map. So it'll be the snow section, there'll be the little mountain section, there'll be the, the bit where there's like the ice, you know, and that'll be yeah. different maps. So they'll do that little section, I'd assume, with like six teams of four or something, and then you battle it out. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. And I'm also yeah. hoping that the guns, because there's lots and lots of guns in that game, and they're bringing yes. out more and more stuff all the time, like in the like the challenges, it would be really, really good if 
you know, they just kept unlocking more guns and gun skins as you get more XP. Yeah. And, like, clothes and stuff. Because that'd get don't me back you, into that game. Yeah. Don't you think it would be good, obviously, if we could, and if the map was, and if they managed to get it so it worked, wouldn't it be, like, cool that, like, you can jump in, 100 people jump in on that really nice map and just have an all-out war like Battlegrounds? Man, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be amazing. It'd probably lag everyone out. Oh, yeah, of yeah, course. I but if they so. could do it, wouldn't it be good? That's where the future's oh. going, isn't it? Bigger maps, that map is detail. so nice. Yes, yeah. That map be is one of the better yeah, maps, I think. That's one of the best maps I've seen. They've got so much detail in different areas. and Like, you go from section to section. You think, this is a greenery area with trees and that. You go from there into another greeny area with trees. But they're all different trees. They're all different yeah. grass. And it's like, they're all swaying different. And they've all got different, like, flexibility in the trees. And when you go past with a helicopter, they move different and stuff. It's like, that game, it is very repetitive, but... It's well nice. I really yes, enjoyed yeah. playing it. And the other yeah. other thing that I hated about the game was the helicopter controls, which they've now changed. Yeah, I haven't played it since a new helicopter control, but I'd like to see how that pans out. Are you are you allowed to stream the the beta? No, you're not allowed to stream it. Oh, that's a shame. Um, and it's a proper um closed beta as well. Yeah, they want yeah, you to yeah. fill out forms after about what you thought of it, what you can improve, and all that problems you had. Yeah, that's good. Like that. yeah. that's good. That's good. That's a, how a beta should be, not like a demo. Well, I think with with this Ghost Recon um, Wildlands, I think they was on the verge. They'd done something really, really good, but then the gameplay let it down. The graphics were amazing. The gameplay was amazing, but the actual way the game was, it was so repetitive. You're going to go to that place, you're going to kill that bloke, you're going to get in the building. Yeah, the story, the story was a little bit, yeah. It was just, you was just literally going through the map. The fun thing areas. was if you were playing with your friends online with four people, then it was funny, you know. But if you were just yeah. playing single player on your own, wow, it could get repetitive after quite a uh, Yeah, like Jansen played soon. it. Jansen played the um, free download from the beginning. And he yeah. basically, you said, I've played it for two hours or whatever, six hours. I don't need to play anymore. I, I've seen yeah, enough. Yeah, you've seen it. Yeah. You've you know? done every. We've done all the missions. We're well, not all the missions, but you've done the missions that are just going to be the same and the same. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it was basically just repeating the same thing over yeah. again, but just in a different part of the map. But yeah. But if you make a GTA story into that map, oh my god. Yeah. But yeah, I've got to say this is this is just our ideas. We've got no proof. Or no. We don't no. know anything about what what uh, Ubisoft's doing, but that's just something we'd like to see, and we just have a little chat about it. Yeah. Right. Let's move on. Jansen, what news have you got, dude? Okay, my news is new product. So this is something I saw like a few days ago and I thought it was quite cool because it's something slightly different to what's out there at the moment. RGB lighting is like all the rage at the moment and literally everything is RGB now. Like people are doing gaming chairs. I think it's RGB getting a bit done it. now though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so I think with this new product, it's it's another lighting product but done slightly different. And it's an LED strip, but it's built in a different way. And it's basically built the same way that a backlight in an LCD screen is made. So if you took a a monitor apart, you'd see that the LCD panel is a piece of glass and it doesn't produce any light. So you've got to shine light through it. So you have the backlight, which is like a chunky bit of plexiglass that has LEDs around the edge. And then it has like a reflective layer on one side of the plexiglass and the LEDs shining in from the edges reflect off that backing and then back through the LCD screen. And what they've done with this, they've used that technology to make long strips. So 
there. So what does that uh, bring to the table then? What does it actually make it indifferent when you're looking at it? So the difference of this compared to your regular LED strip is that you'll have a strip going from one side of your PC to the other. You might have like 20 little LEDs in it. Like, like got. with this, yeah, with this, you'll probably only need a few and the light shines all the way across and gives you more of a, a glow rather than direct spots so of is it, light. Is it, is it like a fiber optic then? You know, like you get the Christmas trees. Is it fiber optics where you um, shine the light at the bottom and you've got all these white tubes coming Yeah, they out. come out and tip. Yeah, and basically yeah. it shines the light into the end because it's like a prism and then that takes yeah. the color all the way around. Yeah, it, it's, it's similar to that bit where as it works with like reflection so with a fiber optic it's made of glass and so you shine the light through one end and no matter how you bend it it comes out the other end yeah because it's bouncing around through the cable yeah this is the same kind of thing you you'll probably have leds on one end shining down it and it's reflecting and bouncing the light around but then it gives you like a more diffused glow of light and as well you get a pack of two of these for 20 quid and so they're not that expensive and they look nice because the casing is made of aluminium Uh, it's got a magnetic strip on the back so it it can like magnetize anywhere inside your case as long as it's not an aluminium case yeah Uh, and the connectors they use uh SATA connections rather than the molex as well which is pretty cool nice um but the only thing is they haven't gone for RGB with this. They've gone for uh, specific colors. So it doesn't change color. You either pick red, green, blue, or white. It's more like an accent color. So if you had like a red build, you then put this red strip in there and it makes your whole case glow red. But compared to what, like say I've got, I've got the Hue Plus box here. Yeah? Compared to that, do you really think that these are nicer? No, they're, they're not better. Oh, right. They're, they're far from it. They're, it's a budget way of having like good light in your case. Yeah, because the Hue box was 50 quid. Yeah, so with the Hue box, you, you're going to get like your four strips of LEDs, then you're going to get the box, then it's going to plug in with USB, yeah, then the you're going to have to use the cam software, and you're going to have to like uh, configure all the LEDs, the colors, the patterns, and all of that. So if you're going christmas tree then yeah fair enough that's what you're going to need but for these they're like simple well-made lights so where someone would think look i just need a white light shining Therefore, on this nice part ambiance yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but then it's good though because obviously it gives them a different direction to go as well obviously sticking to your normal you've got your rgb normal lights where you can see the individual lights yeah these will be different to look at and they'll be, they have a different kind of way of showing your case off, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So, because yeah. they, they've got a complete different aesthetic because when you look at um, LED strips, like with me, I've got the Hue box and I've got the LEDs running down like the corners of my case. You can and see them where, where they are. You can see them, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you see these like ugly strips and I've had to put a black border around the tempered glass to hide the leds but if you look at it at certain angles you'll see the leds and yeah. they because they're individual and they're really bright they stand out but yeah. with this it would just be a nice looking strip yeah yeah that, so that theory, would just give up a glow you could have these like where there's the glass you can have them running down the edge of a glass or something and it actually looks nice to look at the light yeah. solid and even all the way through yeah ah. i don't and think because... that's for me when i've got the hue box but yeah, well, yeah. I'm, looking, <laughs> I'm looking down at my computer now and i can look i can see the lights 
Yeah. And now you've mentioned it, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I like the look at that now. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, with my case, it's like I've got the cube box, but I basically have all my lights in there set to white because I've got a white build. I just want white light to show it off. So for me, something like this would be perfect that I could have a couple of those in there, have the same effect for half the price, and the lights would probably look nicer when people look into the case. Yeah. The only RGB that I use is um, I've got the Extreme PC logo at the bottom of my case. You did and, a good job on that. I saw that the other day. Yeah, it's just something new that I've done. And I had it cut out of the vinyl that borders the window. And I had the logo cut out and had a white strip put behind it. So that just white light or whatever color light I have in the case shines through. So it lights up the logo. But what I did, I 3D printed a box that would fit behind that logo and I've put an RGB strip in there and it's one of the RGB strips that came with my Hue box and I've got that in there and I've got that running different colors so inside it's all white and then that logo just lights up different colors personally for me like you mean that logo lights up pink it's it's (laughs) going it's going through different colors I've got it um like in the marquee and it goes white Pink, white, blue, white, pink, white, blue. Nah, that's all right, because that's the colours. Yeah. Cool. It's good but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, if, any, if anyone's looking for one of these, they're made by Cooler Master, and they're just called Cooler Master LED strips, and they're 20 quid for a pair, and I think well worth the money. Really? I'll have to check this yeah. out afterwards, man. Yeah, I'm also going to Google they it. They do sound good. Like, I've already got a Hubox, so I would stick with a Hubox, obviously. But yeah, yeah if he was just doing a standard build, that does sound quite cool. Yeah. Hmm, that's your that's all your news for today, is it? Yeah. <laughs> right, so getting on to the games. First off, me and Zach have both been playing, and Matt as well, but he's not on the uh, podcast sadly this month. Is a game called Animalica. Very hard for me to say. <laughs> Go on, you say it wacky. Animalica. Ah, oh, you lucky man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ten points, XP. <laughs> Level up. Yeah, anyway, this game. Pretty much, it's it's very, very hard to describe what this game is, and there's so much in it, it's hard for us to get across what it's about. So we're going to try and do our best. You might find that I just ramble, so I'll try my best. Basically, it's a game where you're racing against its extinction. You know, you're a lone survivor as a, a conservation centre on Earth, and basically, and this is a bit what it says like on Steam, is the fate of every species is in your hands. Now, you wake up and you're in a sort of nuclear bunker. You come out and there's the whole big wide world. And I mean, the detail of this world is really, really nice. You know, the building in it, there's loads and loads of buildings to do. There's loads and loads of stuff to gather, collect. And it's a bit like Minecraft building, you know, just everything builds up to different things. Crafting. Crafting, Crafting, yeah. That's the best word. I couldn't think of the word. I I would love to know what's in that dome. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get in that dome. There's a big dome in the middle of the map. (laughs) And I I don't know what's in there. Because there's there's an actual walkway that goes all the way to it as well. Yeah. um, Reminds me of Jurassic Park. Is there an game or something? Yeah, I'll get onto that in a little while because I actually I've been talking to the developers and I sent them a few questions because this game to me was so mysterious and different that I was sort of taken back where like I didn't really know what I was doing or what was going on. I had to research it myself. And what is actually going on is you've got a massive like world, and what they've done is really nice. They've got a massive world, but you can also jump from area to area because the world's so big. I, I sort of thought it was a bit like Rust, the map, that the, the beginning map you start on. You've got, like, nice 
hills and like countryside and you've got these rock formations where they've got like paddocks what the game is about is you come out of the nuclear base you've got like a little science lab under the floor and you've got a tranquilizer dart in a in a crossbow the world's gone half bad you've got animals which are infected or radioactive or whatever i don't know but they've got like two heads and they want to kill you and like they've got little nests of black smoke coming off them and you have to kill these animals and you take their DNA. Yeah, this game, it's like really mysterious. You know, you don't really know what's going on. And there's not a tutorial that tells you what to do when you start. There is there is, a, there is a page, Wacky, that I don't know if you saw. It comes up and it tells you, like, go to the town, find yeah. this and tranquilize that. But then there's no real There's story. no, like, there's, there's a lot of stuff that you look at and you think, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. And you go to that help page and it's not there. Yeah, but that's sort of what kept me involved in the game because I sort of came out of this underground bunker and was intrigued to see, like, all I'm picking up loads and loads of different things. Like, there's all sorts of different types of chemicals. There's all different types of building materials. There's all different types of food and drink. There's mushrooms. There's bits around the map you find which you can, like, pick up a tree and it'll be like, this tree is good for a rubbing post for an animal. And you just pick it up and you put it in your yeah. crafting thing. I went into one of the buildings and I smashed up all the wooden crates and I put all my nice crates in and I used them to store all the different types. There was some stuff I got like weapons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got like uh, crafting materials. I've got it's, it's all sorts of things, flowers that I've picked up and they're all got a use. Now, in the first couple of hours of the game, you don't really know what you're doing. You don't understand what the game's about. And what the game is about is you getting your tranquilizer darts tranquilizing the animals taking their dna and then taking it back to the science lab and then breeding these animals in a pen so i might find an elephant i have to chase that elephant down i have to tranquilize it get it knocked out then it will leave dna on the floor i pick the dna up i go back to the lab then i can build that elephant as a cured elephant because they've all got diseases and stuff so that'll be cured and then i have to build like go and get all the building materials to actually build a paddock like with with all the gates and walls and scenery buildings yeah. i don't know how far you got wacky but i got stuck right at the beginning where i was running around this map and i was looking for toolkits it said i need toolkit one toolkit two and toolkit three yes. and some other materials to build advanced workbench did you get the advanced workbench or not yes yeah, so i got it in the end yeah but i, I can see what you're saying is like you get the first toolkit and you think, oh, okay. And then you look and then you, it says you need toolkit two and toolkit three. But then you've literally got to hunt for them two toolkits. Yeah, you have to go over like the map, find, you can see smoke in the distance. And I actually read up, it says if you can see birds in the sky or you can see smoke, that means there's something there. So I saw smoke right in the distance. So I went off and ventured out and I went down this hill. I went across the sea, like where, where it's shallow, to an island. And I found like a package there with like a new crossbow and some crazy stuff there. And then I went across to the right hand side and I come to a little village. Yeah. Now in this village, I found a, a horse wandering around, which had a, a saddle on it. So I, yeah. I got a horse. I could take that back to my place and use that to get around on. I found a greyhound and the greyhound, I shot it with the tranquilizer dart. It fell on the floor, took the DNA. I eventually took that back to, with me to the science lab and I made a little vial of stuff, which then turned it into a cured dog. And yeah. I used that dog to put in my area and I put it in a paddock and made it all nice. But then when I was hunting around this area, there's like a church, there's there's a weed farm, there's a house. I'm wandering there. All of a sudden, these two guys attack me. Yeah. And I'm like, what? So I run away. I'm firing these guys. I tranquilize them as well. They go down. I take all their goods. I, just, I, I loot the whole area. Yeah. I find toolkit two in this house. I go <laughs> back and then I use that toolkit two to build an advanced 
Now, this is where it got really more intriguing for me. I built the advanced workbench. Yeah, like the workbench. I put that yeah. into my house, and then it just opened up. An uh, another catalogue, basically, yeah. yeah. A catalogue is exactly what it is as well. Isn't it? Yeah. There's about 50 buildings. I, I can't even think of them. You've got, like, a weapons building. You've got a food building. You've got a kitchen. You've got a stove. You've got, like, all this stuff that you can build. And you can literally go mad just building these buildings everywhere. Yeah. I I didn't actually what? build any other buildings yet because I couldn't find the advanced tools and stuff. I didn't know where to go next. I found one of the advanced tools, and I think it was in, like, the first island, which was kind of like a Greenland. Yeah. Where it's just, like, all hills and there's not yeah, much. because I looked through all the buildings, and I thought, ooh, I've built a pen. I've got a giraffe in there, an elephant, and a dog, and my horse. I put them all in there to keep them safe. And then I thought, right, I'm going to spruce it up a bit. So I went off and I built loads of fence panels, a little gate. I went and collected loads of trees. They're not trees you can build. You have to find them. You put them in there and it gives them boosts and stuff. I put all that in there. And then I was a bit like, right, I don't really know what to do now. I've started yeah. saving animals. Yeah. So I thought, right, I'm going to go and have a little explore. And basically, I found out that you can actually go down to the harbour. There's a boat there and you've got these jump zones where you can yeah. jump from one map to an area of another map. And I actually mm. got quite excited when I did this because you walk onto the boat and there's like a yellow circle. You stand on that circle and all of a sudden you get, was it 12 or 8 maps I come think, up? Yeah, yeah, it's a big, big variety of maps. Yeah, but it's, you've got one that's greenery, you've got one that's yeah. like in Africa, you've got one that's yeah. like in mountains, you've got one that's in a city. There's loads of different ones. And I was like, I don't know where to go. So <laughs> I jumped into the Africa one and then all of a sudden I'm in sort of... A land where there's all like desert and there's, there's there's like elephants and stuff like that going on. Yeah. And I just felt like I was going to get attacked. So straight I, away. Yeah. yeah. And I found like a little camp and I was like, "There's a camp here." So I robbed all the stuff from like poachers who were obviously <laughs> trying to kill the animals. And I came back, but so what I did is I sort of ripped back to the developers. I sent a letter to them saying like, "Look, you know, we're really enjoying your game because I I, I did really enjoy it and I played it for a good seven or eight hours like now." Yeah. And I really started to enjoy the game, but it felt so open. I didn't really know what. Yeah, there's, there's not kind of like a guide, and obviously it, obviously it's it's being its own game, and maybe they've not got to the part where they put a guide in yet. Yeah. But what it feels like is you get to a point where you like, hold on a minute, nothing's telling me I've got to do this now, or. Yeah. Nothing's telling me I've got to do that. But it's like and the graphics I... are so good. And the graphics are good, are so yeah. Good. And it's like, this could be a really, really good game. And yeah, it, is, yeah. it is very, very early at the moment in this game's yes, life. Yeah. You know, it's a very early access game. So, and, and I will say, they've done a really, really, really good job on the maps for an early access game like this. Normally, the maps are really poor quality. You know, the building stuff's really poor. This game's yeah. done really, really nicely. The, the graphics are good. You know, it's just oh. very empty for the world yes yeah and i find myself as well is like you'll you'll go exploring but then i find myself exploring for hours and not coming back <laughs> you know what i mean did you go to the to like the japanese area no I, the only ones i went into was the greenland area japanese. And i literally on, I, I, I picked up so much loot over there i had to come back yeah and unload all... <laughs> yeah but the thing is when we say so much loot it's not like you're picking up the same things it's like you get no no so much different stuff so much stuff you don't know what to do with it even when you pick up eggs you pick up like three different things when you pick up eggs yeah you pick up feathers you need feathers to do something else yeah, and, and you and, pick up rubbish as well. And each time you pick up rubbish, it's got all different stuff. It gives you different loot, yeah. Yeah, because he was saying to me, I don't know what I'm picking up. Things keep turning up in my inventory. And what it is, if you go to like a rubbish pile, you pick it up. 
it will say down in the small right in the bottom right hand side of the screen it will say you picked up four chocolate bars of some eggs and this and that and that and this and some bricks and some nails but it's very 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 in-depth for, for building you'll go into the, the tree where you want to build a building and then it will have 50 different types of fence panel and then it'll have 30 different buildings i think i might build like a forge so you click yeah. on that and then it's got all these 20 things you need I don't even know where to start to make one of them items. Yeah, I think it'd be nice to have like a, when you hover over a building, it tells you what it does. This building will tell it will let you do this for this certain. Yeah, thing. like you hover over it and it says this will open up. If you open up like a blacksmith, this will open up yeah. a weapon shop, a steel shop, yeah. diamond shop, or whatever. Yeah. Because I'd done the same thing and I was like, I don't really know what I need. What's the next stage from here? What do I build now? Yeah. But it could just be that it's early access and they put yeah, all their focus yeah. into the graphics so far and getting it working. Because yeah. also they said that it's going to have a high amount of trade and stuff in game, but I found no traders or anything like that. Mm. You know? And and I yeah. found that when every time I wandered off, I went to the actual city and I found I got to the city and I got attacked by loads of different animals. There was not really anything around there. I just I I got to the point where I felt like I wanted to build this big sanctuary of animals. I was just aimlessly going out, hoping to find the stuff I needed and coming yeah. back. I'll tell you what would be good as well is the things that you're fighting, they had like a level. Because yeah. I thought I could take something on. I went to go and beat it up. I died. And I was like, okay, how comes I died? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, see, Are I, they better I, than me? Or... Yeah, see, I didn't die in that situation. I found if you run backwards while shooting at the moment, it, it, you sort of, they don't really catch up with you. Yeah, but early on like, I found out the, the, to keep filling my health, and I made sure I had loads of stuff to yeah, fill yeah. my health with. Well, that's what I mean. I was running around, and then I started sliding down. I was like, "Oh, why am I sliding down?" You... I looked up in the top right, and it was like, "Oh, you got no energy." I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay." So then I have to okay, take some energy drinks and get myself yeah. going again. But there's like but... thirty different types of energy drinks. And oh yeah, like yeah. Twenty different types of food. It's an alpha game, and yeah. it has potential to be yeah. a good game because it's got so much in depth. Yeah, but that's what I'm but... saying. I continued to play it because i was i, I love games like, like you know i love yeah. building stuff i love yeah. like games like minecraft and stuff where you build stuff and you can make stuff but this was just baffling like i said i went to the japanese area <laughs> and i was oh it's all japanese and old school and that looks like ninjury and all like that yeah? yeah and i was like wow that looks pretty cool and they've, they've put so much effort into making this map it's all up hills there's all flowers there's lakes there's waterfalls the whole shebang is there it's like it looks wicked anyway i'm just walking around i'm walking to a house I just rob everything in the house, all the stuff off the shelves, the eggs, food, bread, all yeah. the stuff on the floor. I even found rare items like gold and emerald, stuff like that. And I didn't know what I was doing with it. I just took it and I walked into the next house. By the time I'd gone up right to the top of the hill, I had found that I had full up my inventory straight away. You had to go back. And I went back, unloaded everything, and then I went out again. Didn't really well, know what I picked to up, build. I picked, yeah, I picked up a magic coin. Or it was just like a coin or gold coin. Off. I, don't, I can't remember what it was yeah, called. Yeah, I've got a few of them. That's the actual currency in game, though. Yeah, but it was like, got nothing. What do I spend it on? Yeah, you know that's it? obviously because it hasn't come into the game yet. Yeah, I'm that's assuming the thing. Yeah. what they're going to do is they're going to allow you to trade items in for coins. Yeah, yeah. And then your coins can buy other stuff. But yeah, yeah, the game it is a game that I will definitely go back to and continuous to play because I yeah. I love games. It's like you said, it's a bit like Minecraft. You yes, can really, yeah. really build what you want to build in that game. But this is like... But it is like the graphics are a lot better. Yeah, and, they are really nice. And it and the crafting is so in depth that it could interest yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, I, I really everything... like, I really enjoyed the crafting, but I do have to say I got to the point where I was like, you didn't know what to do. I'm gonna spend another ten hours just to build this one building. Yeah. And I sort of dropped off at that point. But I, I like the weapons in it. I like 
there's not a lot I don't like about the game apart from the fact that it's obviously so early out access. Yeah, all I can say is like when you crouch, it's a bit choppy. But and then they, I think I found a bug where you shot a weapon and then you go to a change weapon and the scroll wheel wouldn't work. Oh, really? But then yeah, but then that's the thing. It's just an alpha. Yeah, it's just the little things that haven't been ironed out yet. Yeah. I found as well, like if you go to any mountain or if you climb up any like set of rocks, all you've got to do is walk up to the rock and keep pressing jump and you can just continuously pl- go over the rocks. You yeah. don't fall off, you just keep bouncing up. But then that's the thing that will just... Yeah, that'll be ironed out in, in yeah, a while, I yeah. should think. But yeah, this game for me is a game where, compared a to games like Rust, compared to games like Ark and stuff like that, it... I reckon it's got potential to be on par yes. with games like Ark, where it's got the building, it's got the graphics, it's got the, the maps. It's just getting that out to the people. Like, if you hover over a building, oh, yeah, do this, you can then do that. Get yes, these parts. Yeah. Or even if it said, when I hovered over that forge, right, you need certain type of wood, right. And I hover over the wood and it says, you need four nails and two of these to be able to build that wood. But yeah. that was the problem. It didn't have that at the moment. So I didn't know no. how to build. So that's what I'll be waiting for, for them yeah. to do. Or even if they had like a little book in game where you could just flick through and say like, right, yeah, you know, like a big encyclopedia of how to build it. It'd be like, yeah, right, yeah. You, you want to make this food? You need eggs. You need bread. You need this. Then you I thought that was in it though, because when I saw a video of it and the guy was like, oh, I need axe. So that again, said, you cut out. Oh, when I watched a video of it and I saw this guy wanted to build an axe, it said what he needed to build that specific axe. I thought that was in it already. Really? Yeah. So no, can... it, would t- it would tell you like a list saying like yeah. you need this, this, and this. But then like with the buildings, it doesn't tell you what it's like, it does, what it's does. doing. It, it tells you a list of what you need. But yeah. chance, imagine it. This is, this is what I'm saying. It's so hard to explain. Say you're playing Minecraft, yeah, and you mm. want to use a red brick. It will say you need to go and get this brick, put it in the forge with some coal, and then that sand will produce a glass brick. Yeah, yeah. Pretty basic. This is on the whole new level. This is like, right, you needed a toolkit one, two, and three. You needed some bricks, nails. You needed some mortar and something else. And some, say there's like 10 items. So yeah. you go off and you find them 10 items. They're quite easy. That lets you build the advanced crafting station, yeah? yeah. So that's took me four hours already to get to that point, yeah, just to get the crafting station. Hmm. Then that opens up a new menu, and then you're totally overwhelmed with like, and it's not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, no, saying, no. I'm not saying, oh, there's too much in this because more is better for me, yeah? But what I'm saying is, I've got a list of 30 buildings. One's a stable, one's this, one's a bakery, one's a kitchen. You know, there's loads. It makes me intrigued of how the game will yeah. pan out. Yeah, and like, it's like... Later on in, like, if it goes into, like, a beta and it gets a more polished game, I'll, I'll feel like then them things will slowly... Yeah, they will come intrigued. into it. Yeah, I feel intrigued that I want to know what that does. I want to yeah, know what this At the does. moment, for me, it was you automatically looked at that list of that building, yeah, say that you want to build. You looked at that list and you thought hold on a minute, that wants me to get this item, and you've never seen that item, and you know that item's going to take another 20 items you've got to get to get that one item. Yeah, and then yeah. you've got to do that 15 times to get that building. Yeah. And it's just a bit, wow, that's going to take a long time. But it's, Is it's, that like in Empyrean, where you're building something big, but you've got to build a lot of little things Yeah, exactly, that's it. The, the bigger thing, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. In order to get the one item at the beginning, but it doesn't tell you what it tells you what you need for that building, but it doesn't tell you what you need to make that item for that building. Yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah. So it's like sub menu doesn't tell you yeah. what you need. So you're just guessing, and you think you could be it all day because you're picking up hundreds of items as you're playing this game. 
You know, yeah. You, yeah, it's you, like it's like you have you to need keep unloading because you've got too much stuff all the time. It's like you need sheets of wood. You go and cut a tree, and then that's it. All right, I've got the wood, but how do I make it into a wood plank? Yeah, yeah, that's what it's like. So it's a lot of trial and error then. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah. This is this is what I was about to go on to next. I've actually had some questions I sent to the developers because it intrigued me to the point where I wanted answers and I couldn't find them anywhere else. So I sent them off a few questions. I'll read through the questions and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So it's probably the same questions as what you'd ask yourself, Wacky. Um, yeah. The first one I said was, will there ever be a multiplayer? Because I thought this game would look great as a multiplayer because yes, it's yeah. so big. Or not even a multiplayer, even a co-op. The co-op, yeah. Because the game is big, it's boring on your own. I think a multiplayer would have been too much. I think a co-op would be good because then you can work yeah. together. Like maybe, but then a multiplayer, if they had like a multiplayer where you could have, say, 30 people in per server, all building their own little domes, all fighting yeah. for animals and stuff. A lot, as, long as, as well. long as it's not like Rust where you you die, they take over your base and you lose everything. Because yeah, if someone takes annoying. over your base... Which you've put hours and hours yeah, into. Yeah, you don't come back to it. But like, then and they could do it like Ark, what, where they've what got... they did um, closed servers, so that you, you could just group your friends together. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, private to servers. Together. Yeah. Yeah, but what they need to do is, I'd say, is they need to have this game so Ark, where you've got PvP and PvE sections. So you have the whole map, or even in map areas. So you can have the main area where you start, it's all PvE. So everybody's building in their own little zone because they've already got the the round like rock formations for each like area where people can like do paddocks. People could take over one of them areas each, whoever comes in game, and they could build their buildings in there. And, and that area for the whole of that bit is, is PVE. But then when they jump, they go to the harbour and they get on that boat and they go to the other areas. You can have PVE, you can have hardcore, you can have all different types of different game areas. So you can have one where it's, first person you could have one where it's this but in each section you can have different rules and regulations for each section but the thing is how would that change the gameplay because if your mission is to go out and save these animals it's obviously like a bit of a noah's ark game where you're, you're trying to save the species and then if it becomes multiplayer and you've got other people that are trying to attack you what are they going to do steal your animals no but say there's uh, like animals in certain areas say you've got to go to like the africa area to get the elephant that could mm. be a pvp section so then yeah. you build up your character, you build up your weapons forge, you build up all your different buildings, you make yourself more powerful, then you go to that area because then you feel like you can take on the other players in game. You ever played RuneScape? No, I've never played that. No. RuneScape, it was like, you had your, 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 basically your base and where everyone met up, you know what I mean? And everyone traded and done their thing. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't attack no one. But then when the you minute, went out, same as The minute there's a thing called wild, it was called wild or something like that. The minute you jumped over this fence, you literally it's player versus player. So if you if you've got stuff on you that you don't want to die yeah. and lose, then don't go in there basically. Yeah. And that's what that's what Ark was like. You had different sections of the map where you could build like around your area. You had like 200 meters of safe zone, and then or you had a trading zone in the middle of the map. So everybody would go into that trading zone, and then when you came out of the trading zone, you had something like a minute to get away before someone can attack you so you would only go there when you felt like you was really safe enough to do so yeah. so you spent all your time building up these buildings building up your weapons building up your armory to go to these places but you then would leave all your good stuff at home and take just your weapon so if yeah. you did lose you just lost a weapon and what they can do because there's so many maps even for an alpha to jump into that boat yeah. and see eight maps because mm. there's so many maps you can have first map one to ten level yeah 
But Second I did match. think though that I, I'm not 100% sure because I didn't test it out because I jumped everywhere in, in the teleport. But yeah. I think you can actually walk from area to area. I, How I, can you? I think it's all one big map and it just puts you into them areas. So oh, it okay. makes you jump there. I'm not yeah. 100% sure on that, so don't quote me on that. But I okay. think I didn't test walking that far. I walked yeah. quite far around the map, um, around that big dome and, that, and I thought, oh, I'll just teleport next time. But yeah, yeah I texted them. Um, I sent an email to them saying like, I have a few questions and that if you're happy to answer them. And they was like, yeah, cool. Send them over. So I sent a few questions over because I was really intrigued to see what this game was about because it's something that I want to see get really big because it, I yeah. really liked it. But like I said, it does have potential because there's so much like people will be intrigued to know like, what does this do and what does that do and what do I need to get to get do this? You know what I mean? Yeah, so. and it does it. And it, and you do one thing and that thing leads to another thing. Like Empyrean, like you said, Jans, one thing always leads to another thing. Before you know it, you spend hours looking for this one thing. Yeah. But I think the maps they've designed are so big and broad at the moment that there's not enough stuff to fill them. So there's not enough NPCs. There's not enough people to shoot at. There's no other players. So it's like you're walking around aimlessly in this big land, which looks really good and you really want to get stuck in. But there's, you're finding gear and stuff, but you're not actually doing a lot, you know? Yeah. But anyway, let me get back to his question. So I sent off the first question, and that was I said, is, will there ever be a multiplayer? They came back to me, and they basically said uh, they're not going to be a multiplayer until they finish the single player. So it's going to be pretty much they finish the game, and then they're going to work on it. It says there won't be a multiplayer until we finish single player. This means at least six months before we can even think about multiplayer. And by the multiplayer, they only mean co-op. So like we're saying, it's only ever going yeah. to be like co-op, probably four players or something, I don't know. But even like that would be good because you and your friends can go out, hunt these animals together, you know, build up your weapons, swap trade. Like you could build your building there, I build mine here, and we trade goods to help each other out. You know, I'll yeah. get 10 bricks for five nails or whatever. So that's quite a nice little uh, idea. Next up, I sent him a question, which is another question you probably asked. And I said, is there already an end game? If not, will there be an end game? And they text me back basically saying, no, it's not. You can keep on going. Basically, this is sandbox all the way. This yeah. game, there's, there's, this is why we're finding it so hard to find a story. Like it's, Minecraft, yeah. It's open. You build yeah. it and you do what you want, basically. So yeah. you literally build all your buildings, you build a nice area, you get your sanctuary, and when you feel like you've had enough of it, then you've had enough of it. Simple as yeah. that, really. But like I said, if you was a hardcore player, you'd want to build every single one of them buildings to see what opens up next. And then you want to build all them buildings to see what open, that opens up next. And you, you you could spend ages building all this stuff so far that's in this game, you know? Yeah. Third question I sent off to them. I said, have you ever thought about putting XP to unlock new upgrades or to get better buildings and weapons? Their answer was, we thought about it, of course, but we've not decided to implement any XP system, at least in the beginning of the game anyway. Most likely, the general direction of the game is going is going to be towards building and less towards RPG. So we don't believe in the XP system. It's needed right now. So like I said, they, they want to leave it open, basically. Okay. You know, this game is just a free-for-all to do what you want to do in a game. Yeah. Um, it's, I think, in a way, it's good, though, because you don't you don't see most developers delve into something new. They stick on a path, and they're yes. like, ooh, bit was, do we take the safe route, and we do what everybody else has done? We put the XP in there. You know, we put the fighting against other people. We put this in there. You know, they've gone out on, out on a limb there and gone, right, we're going to leave this open. People like it, they like it. If they don't, then they don't. But we're going to yeah. stick to our guns and what we've decided. I... Yeah, I just think if they implement a way of putting in a way of like a guide, just not not like a massive guide in your face, like do this, then do that, yeah. then do this, just like hints or you know what I mean, just just something that they can just implement where yeah. like even something popping up in the corner, like when you yeah. pick up yeah. say you pick up um I don't know some bricks, it was a 
you can make this or yeah, you know what I mean? you hover yeah. over it in your inventory and it says bricks can make this 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 and this or something like that or even the opposite way around so when you go in your inventory and you look at the blacksmith building you hover over it and it says blacksmith building this will open up these four buildings yes you know? yeah and then when you hover over the components in the blacksmith building it will say this is consisted of bricks nails mortar wood whatever so and then when you, you hover over the bricks, nails, and wood, yeah. it gives you another, yeah. So it yeah. breaks down so you can... But they probably are going to do that anyway, because yeah, yeah. this, this game, we got it very, very early. It only came out yes. on, like, the 5th of July, man, which is, like, yeah, yeah. you know, this month. So it's very, very early. We got straight in here at the beginning, and this yeah. is a game for us to watch out with, basically, I think. Definitely. But I will say to people out there, all of our listeners, this game is very early access. If you some because like so if you're like someone like Jansen that doesn't like early access and you've got a lot to probe in a game and find fault with, then this game is not going to be ready for you right now, but it'll be a game for you in the future. But I will say, if you like Minecraft, if you like Empyrean, if you like any open world games, this is a game where at the moment you can already get your teeth stuck into it, and yeah, you will be a bit lost for a little while, and you will be a bit like, mm, what do I do? But it's a game where you can get stuck in and spend quite a lot of hours just going, right, I'm going to build that building. I'm going to make that area over there look really nice. I'm going to go and breed a couple of elephants. I'm going to go and try and find some giraffes. You know, and if you're like me, the collector in games, who like to collect loads of stuff, this game's for you because there's so much stuff to find. I found I didn't really get into trying to look for the bad animals and killing them. I think I only killed two nests and I only killed a couple of guys. I was more focused, like they've they've tried to aim at his building, yeah. So I found that the animals wanted to kill me more than I wanted to kill them. <laughs> yeah, you see them little like <laughs> oh, what were they? They were like the little hog things. Yeah, yeah, the like little hog things, wild boar. Yeah, that's it. Them little sods, man. They're out. They just as soon as they yeah. see you, they're just on your case. They want to, they want to take you down, man. <laughs> but um, is there anything you want to add to it, Wacky or Jansen? Like what you thought about it? Like Jansen, you didn't play it, but what was your views on it? Well, the thing is, the first thing I thought was how good it looked for like such an early game. Yeah, and it it looked like it played really well and i was just watching a video of someone else playing it so i wasn't experiencing it myself but just from watching it was probably 10 15 minute video i was really impressed because th there was a lot going on and in the beginning i thought oh do you know what this is another eden grad where there's a big map and there's nothing in it <laughs> yeah there was quite a bit and like yeah the guy ended up getting on a horse he was riding about he there, there was so much more than what I first thought yeah. in the first five minutes. See, that's the thing, though. This game is big. It has got a massive map. You can go... You do feel like if you keep walking, you're going to get lost. You never, and I've, I actually got lost once. I couldn't find myself way back to the, to the place. But if you like... Even if you just go on Steam and watch the videos on it, there's so much stuff in them videos. And I will say to you, at the moment, when you do get into game, you do feel a bit lost and a bit empty because there's so much space and so much going on. Like, you've got underwater. You've got stuff underwater. There's animals underwater. You know, it, it's it's just so much stuff going on in that game yeah. that you you just got to find it and sort of run with it. Like I said, it is very, very early access. So if you're someone that wants to get into games when they're new and you want to work with that game, then this is the game for you. But it's specific to people that like creative games, people that like building, people like collecting if, if you're not yes. one of them people it's not for you if you are then even at the stage it's at i would buy it it's only 14.99 i really like the game and it's got these elements to it where you just some places you've got like a big bridge that goes into a big glass dome and you're like what is that for but we don't know yeah we don't know yet <laughs> mystery it, yeah did you i walked up to you thinking i can't get in it says coming soon i'm like oh no yeah <laughs> don't <Yeah>. tease me <laughs> but yeah animalica really nice little game check it out 
it's very early access it's only been out since the 5th of july so it's only been out roughly a month check it out and uh, let us know your feedback on it as well we're in contact with the uh with the devs and that so you know we're happy to give them some feedback they're happy to give us some information about the game all of us are winners yeah. great little game check it out people right let's move on because i think we spoke about that for ages that was i've got to be <laughs> fair though that was hard when you do play this game you will actually think to yourself now i can see why they found it so hard to yeah. explain the game because it's so broad and big yeah nice little game so right jansen you're up next what have you been playing this month uh, this month I've been playing a pretty small game that I actually bought in the Steam sale, okay. uh, and it's called The Takeover. I don't know if any of you would have heard about it. I've heard the name of it, but I can't <laughs> say it rings a bell of what it is. I'm going to have a look it up now. Me too. We did see it at the Rezd show two years oh, ago really? when we went. Yeah. because oh, a um, typical one of your games, ain't it? It's the Streets of Rage. Yeah. And when we saw it at the show, they only had one on demo and it was on an xbox and there was a queue for it so we didn't bother playing it because we we noticed it on the way out yeah yeah i've been waiting for this for quite a while because i've always been like checking back to see like when it comes out uh, really? and i saw it yeah and then i saw it in the steam sale because it is early access so it's not a finished game but yeah it's 7.99 now in steam but i think i paid something like two pound fifty in the sale so you've got a yeah, decent it's... sale on it as well. Yeah. 11 yeah. euro, I see. Sorry, Tim? Yeah. 11 euros, I see. 11 euros. Oh, cool. What's it it, how, a... how much is it like, though, compared to Streets of Rage? It, it's a lot like it. Because I can't it... see a dude with roller skates. It's like double <laughs> no. drag. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, it is, you say it's like an old school side-scrolling beat-em-up, but it is inspired from games like Streets of Rage and Double Dragon, so it's got all the elements of those games. They haven't done an exact copy. But they've done um, like really it, nice graphics on it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's its own game. And like they said as well, when they made it, they made the game, they rendered it in 4K because they wanted like a high resolution, like good finish. frame rate. Yeah. Even though it's got the old school kind of gameplay and look to it, it is really nice and crisp. Yeah, it's, it looks very retro. Yes. Sounds right. Yeah, to wacky, yeah. he's only young people, so to yeah. you, wacky, you're like, what is this? <laughs> this is going right over the top of my head. It's like when we were playing Double Dragon, he weren't even born. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the soundtrack, about... Jensen. Yeah, the soundtrack is really good on this. Is it 80s? Um, yeah, yeah, they've, they've got, it's kind of 80s, 90s, a bit kind of synthwave rock kind of elements to it. A bit like but Street it... Fighter music. A little bit older school than Street really? Fighter, yeah. Nice. But it has a very positive rating on uh, yeah. Steam. I was yeah. going to say, when I see games like this, I've said before in the past on other podcasts, you know, it would be good. See how older generations of games, like you go back to the 80s, a lot of them styles of games have totally disappeared because yeah. they were like that because that's all they could do at the time. So that was as yeah. much as they could put in the game. But nowadays, you can do a game like this which is taking up such a, a small file size on a game that you could do a Streets of Rage like they have done, where it's side-scrolling, but you can have, like, hundreds of weapons in it, hundreds of combinations, like, whereas before it had been, like, on a Sega Mega Drive with three buttons or something, you know? Yeah, because, like you said, back then, they were limited to what they could do. So they had to put so much into gameplay because they didn't have the technology to put into things like the graphics and... Yeah like larger maps and better you, you would um, get uppercut kick 
low kick yeah. or, high, or, or high kick. But yeah, now that's it. You, you wouldn't even like... get you wouldn't even get a combo. It would literally yeah. just be like kick, punch, low kick, 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 kick. kick yeah. Kick. <laughs> <laughs> back then, it was all about button bashing. You were moving around the screen with your D pad, and you were just bashing those buttons. Yeah, and yeah. You, it was just kick, punch, kick, punch. But back then, even that was fun. But what they've done with this, it's the same kind of premise as you're side-scrolling and you're meeting baddies and you're beating them up and you're kicking and punching. But what they've done with this, they've incorporated combos as well. It's not just kick, 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 punch, 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 and then you do a combo. There's multiple combos you can do. And you can do a grab combo. You can do a throw combo. Yeah, that's it. You can string them together. There's even weapons in it, I see. Yeah. So all of it you can incorporate into one combo. So when when you grab someone, you can you can just hit the punch three, four times and it will do a punch combo. Same with a kick. But if you go kick, 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 punch, 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 kick, 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 it brings out another one. If you do it whilst you're pressing up or you're pressing down, it does a different one. And as well, you can grab them, you can knee them in the face, and then you can throw them. Or you can just grab them spin around and use them as like a human shield so things like that rage well. gone turbo yeah exactly <laughs> i think i think it's i think it's good for people like in my generation because obviously it's new but we'll get to that retro feel yeah how does it the look old to games. you wacky what's your view on what it looks like it looks nice but it, i can still it still feels to me it feels very retro do you know what i mean so you mean it makes you feel like it's old Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. See, see, some younger people might look at it and be like, oh, it's a bit boring. You're just yeah, kind of yeah. walking sideways, kicking and punching. For us, we've got the nostalgia yeah. as yeah. well. Be totally honest, yeah? Would you buy this game? Probably not. Would you be honest? Your honest opinion, when you saw this, what do you think? Oh, well, I just thought it was just going to be like one of the ones where you just run through, kick people, punch people, and then that's kind of it. You know what I mean? It's too boring for you. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is though, the thing is though, it's it's not like we it's not like I can go out and buy what a, a SNES or something like that and play games like that. So this brings it brings it out on Steam and then you can play it on your PC. So it brings it out to people that wouldn't have them retro games. Someone yeah. like in my age can pretty, sorry, go on. play them sort of games, you know what I mean? It is pretty cool though, because like I'm looking through the different images of the pictures. And in some of the pictures on Steam, like the, the actual photographs they've got, the graphics look realistic. Like there's one bit where they're walking down a street and there's like a little minivan and that looks photographic. Yeah. It looks like it's yeah. a real photo. But then you look in the other pictures and it looks a bit Borderlands. Yeah. Yeah, because the way they've done it as well is like the, they've made kind of ultra realistic backgrounds and it's all three dimensional as well. But with the characters, they're a little bit more comic book. So what does the camera turn when you like the camera can pan round so it's a three dimensional sort of No, not in that way. You you can as much as you can go left and right, you can go up and down the screen as well. But then oh, right. you do sometimes get a bit of a camera angle change as the level starts or finishes oh, or right. something. So I thought like it might be like as you're going through, if you're like looking because you're looking side on, as you mm. go round it sort of goes to the end of the screen and it sort of carries on, it might sort of the camera might twist. So you go from a bit no. more behind or a bit more from the side. Like a three-quarter angle. Yeah, so it sort of it gives you that feel yeah. of the depth. Yeah, you kind of get that at kind of like beginning and end of levels in the gameplay. It's it's a static like side-scrolling camera, but you can move up and down the screen 
And yeah. you do have things like boxes and barrels that are littered around and you can smash them and you get things that you can pick up, bullets and health. Yeah, I'm just looking at it as well and it says like it's a single player, but you've they've done the old school with that as well because they've got couch co-op. Oh, no. So yeah. you can get a couple of people. It doesn't say how many players, though. It doesn't say Probably if it's two, two or four. Cause, yeah, because the thing is, there's, like there's three characters in the game, but I think you can only play two at a I time. I think you might be able to play three because I'm looking at a screenshot of it and there's three three people with the, the yellow health bars above their heads. Or is that the bad no, okay. guys? It looks like those are the bad guys, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. maybe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because when you start fighting someone, health bar comes up above them and it tells you what their name is, like how much health they've got. You can pick from like three different characters, but yeah, I was pretty sure that you could only play two at a time. Do the characters progress at all? Do you get XP or anything like that and upgrade and stuff like that? Uh, do you just find weapons nah. as you go through? Yeah, because out of the three characters, just a little bit background for the story is you've got a husband and wife, which are the two main characters, and their daughter gets kidnapped. So you, the two of them go on a mission to get their daughter back, but then they call on their friend, who's a bit of an Arnie kind of character, okay. and he joins in as well. And then you've got the three of them. But with the husband, he's kind of like an all-rounder. So all his levels are like very in the middle for like speed, health, and strength and things like that. Then you've got the Arnie character, and he's a bit of a tank. So he's quite slow, but he's really strong. Yeah. And with the wife... She's quite fast, but a lot weaker. Is she now? So it depends on like what kind of um, <laughs> game style you want. You you go for the different characters. Yeah, I'd go for the fast wife. <laughs> <laughs> it does remind me quite a bit of the movie Kung Fury, the whole style. Yeah. And yeah. The font. Do you, if you play this, do you have to play on a controller? You can play on a keyboard and mouse. But, yeah, full um, controller support, but you can still yeah. use a keyboard and mouse. Yeah. yeah. Do you no, have to use I a D-pad? Play, no, you can use the sticks. Sticks. Do you use yeah. the sticks or the D-pad? Yeah, I use the sticks. Yeah, I can't go back to a D-pad anymore now. No, me either. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I was I was playing Crash Bandicoot and I tried using the D-pad. <laughs> yeah, but the yeah. thing is, for me, I like the D-pad because if I can ever change my settings on the on the controller, I like to set things like change of weapons and stuff like that to the D-pad because up, down, left, right, yeah. diagonal, that fits nice. Yeah. But actually controlling, I feel like I'm dragging my thumb around this pad. And it's not yeah. doing what I want it to do. But in a game like this, if you were playing it on a Mega Drive, a D-pad would be fine. Yeah, because you, right, yeah. yeah you, you'd only have those four like axes of like control. Yeah. And But with this, because you've got such a fluid movement, you can press your stick in any direction and you walk in that direction. Yeah. So if, if you do use the D-pad, which you can do, it's very up, down, left, right. But yeah. the bad guys that you're fighting against they're like moving all over the screen and you're kind of going up left up left how far <laughs> have you got into this game so far i think i've got to level six so, five or six so you do get levels so like one minute you're walking through a car park <laughs> next minute you're going through a bar and it's like, levels yeah, like that. yeah it's exactly like how the old school ones are where you're basically just walking through different levels each time and at the end of each level you meet a boss yeah oh man this this game reminds me of robocop remember robocop Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could yep. never get past the first thing. I oh, know, actually, I'll tell a lie. I'd get to the bit where you got the, the robot. What was it called? Ed 209. Yeah, and it'd just be like, he'd just totally mash me up, and I'd be like, oh, I'm turning it off. 
start back <laughs> at the beginning again, wouldn't you? You'd play. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. though. Wacky, this is something you will never know. <laughs> oh, no, this is <laughs> yeah. We used to be deprived, man. You'd get a game and your mum and dad would be like, there, you got that game. You'd have that one game for a month. And you just keep playing it and playing it and playing yeah, it. Yeah. You had games level. when I would save games. Now, now you just spoil games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a lot of the time you have to wait till your birthday or Christmas to yeah. get a new game. Get a new game. But I guess that makes you enjoy them more, though. Yeah, you put a lot of time yeah. into it. Yeah. Um, but I've probably put thousands of hours into games I played on the NES. Cool. What was yeah. your favourite? There's loads of games Turtles. on Turtles. Turtles. Yeah, I've done Turtles yeah. a lot. Oh, that was nice. Uh, there's, there's loads of games on the on the Super NES as well, which I've just spent hours and hours. All the Mario's. I know I don't go on about consoles a lot because I don't really like consoles anymore. But the NES and any Nintendo's always set aside from consoles. I don't class them the same. They're unique. Yeah. A, that's a specific yeah. type of gaming machine. The programming, everything's different. That games that come on that are just pure fun. Yeah. You know. But that's it. All those games were purely gameplay. Yeah. Because. It, the graphics weren't great because they were only 8-bit. You had, like, 2-bit sound, and basically yeah. they had to, like, put all their efforts into making the game playable. So you did get really good games. I've got a lot of the games now. I still still would buy them straight away for a lot of them. Like, like do you remember, um, is it F-Zero? Yeah. F-Zero. Super NES. Yeah, on the Super NES. Zelda, yeah. the Ocarina of Time. There's just, like, loads. All the Mario Worlds. They were all well good. I've got loads of them downstairs, which I still play with. In this takeover, like when you're going through levels, does it have that old rustic music in the background as well? Uh, yeah, like the soundtrack is really good. Yeah. Uh, like I was saying, it, it's retro, but it's got that kind of like 80s, 90s kind of crossover. So you've kind of got a bit of synth wave, but you've also got rock at the same time. Yeah. So it, it, it suits it really well. And Nick, you're always saying, yeah, when you buy a game, they offer you yeah, the soundtrack awesome. and you think, well, what's the point? Who's going to buy that? This is the type of game that someone would buy the soundtrack because it's that good. Yeah. Yeah. Have you bought a soundtrack? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I guess it's good for you guys because obviously it's like I said, it's not like you can just go on. Go out and go and buy these old consoles. What that are you trying to, to say, Wacky? Yeah, you make me feel really <laughs> odd. <awkward. laughs> yeah, come on, what are you no, to but say? I'm just saying. It just brings back like it Don't brings worry, me back he some good memories. All the comments we're gonna get. Who is he? <laughs> I'm just saying it brings back memories for you guys. You know what I mean? It'll be a new experience for me, but where you'll just be. Back to your childhood. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it's like the developers have aimed this at a nostalgic yeah. market because they, they're they saying that there isn't anything out there like that. Sega's not making a new Streets of Rage, so they, they're going to fill that gap in the market. Yeah. And it's it's targeted at like a niche market, and it's people of a certain age group who had consoles in that era. And those people are going to play it, and they're going to love it. So someone like you might play it, and you, you've got nothing to compare it to. So for yeah, you, it's just yeah. a new game. Yeah, you might like... rush out and buy all the old Master System, Mega Drive, Game Boy, <laughs> all of them, because you're just like, wow, this is real gaming. <laughs> <laughs> might go Let's give it a go. back to, go. Go back to uh, PUBG. <laughs> yeah, PUBG. Right, so I think that covers uh, the takeover, Jance. Any more you want to say about it? Not really. I think I've pretty much covered everything. Is it's it like basic. the old days when you were very where you can run out of lives and you get a game over and you have to re- oh. restart the game? 
Yeah. Or does the it other, just have yeah, a seat? Yeah, the other thing, the way your life works, you start with two lives at the beginning of the game. When you lose both of them, you have to start at the beginning of the level. Oh, okay. Um, but whilst yeah. you're going through the game, you can pick up apples and they increase your life. Yeah. But as well, in the combat, you have special moves and it's basically just a, a special move button. And if you're getting overwhelmed by bad guys around you, you can press this special button and you'll do like um, like you put your arms out and spin around. It knocks everyone over. Yeah. But when you do those, it takes a little bit of your life each time you do it. So you can't just constantly keep doing it. Otherwise, your life will just completely drain out. Yeah. Kind of tactical as well. So you... Yeah, as well as, as you're going through a level, if you get right to the end and you die and you've lost both your lives it will start you back at the beginning of that level again. Yeah, that's not too bad, I guess. Yeah, no, it's all right. Because the, say- the, level, the levels aren't really long. So if you get to like halfway through level, you die, you've got to start again. You don't have that feeling of, oh, I've got to do yeah. it all over again. Or I'm turning it off. Yeah, it, there's no rage quitting with it. It's Streets like of rage quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Like, I think the closest that I've come to, like, you have three or four lives and then if you die and you lose all them lives it says game over was crash bandicoot for me hmm. it had that in that game what but made you play crash, crash bandicoot i don't know it was interesting mum bought a ps1 i think it was at the time and bought crash bandicoot and i played it and i loved the game oh, so just this, so it's, for you that's nostalgic for you it's like bringing yeah your... yeah that, that brings back memory so when i was when i play it on my stream i remember all them levels you know what i mean and but like, it's just they've revamped it so do you remember and My they... Little Pony? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, boy? Did you hear that? That was like a proper... No. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's thinking, what are you talking about? Yeah, because I know he used to play that game. It was yeah. around his age. <laughs> I bet he's a Pokemon kid. Yep. Of course I am. I don't care if anyone said anyone. Are you too young Pokemon. for the Tamagotchi? I remembered them. Uh, you didn't have one? Didn't have one, though. Ah. Uh... Did you have one, Nick? Did you have a Tamagotchi? Yeah, I had one. I thought, I thought only girls had them. Yep, hey. exactly. Only <laughs> girls had them around here. My name felt like a girl, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I like to stick out from the crowd. I don't follow the crowd. If I want a Tamagotchi and I want to be like a girl, I'll do it. <laughs> did, you, did you have a Furby? Nah, Furbies. My daughter had a Furby. They're not that old. No? My nah. daughter were. They're like they, made, they, made, they made a comeback, didn't they? Oh, is that like, a year ago? They're like little electronic like birds, aren't they? Or little like gizmos or whatever, like yeah. gremlins, and they talk yeah. and they learn what you say and stuff. Because didn't they come out in the nineties the first yeah, time exactly. around? Yeah, exactly. Just remember. come out again like last year. Was there even enough technology then to make them have a brain? Yeah, a little. They could wink their eyes and. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It wasn't much though. Yeah, yeah they me. did talk. The to neighbors each other. had one. Rub yeah, your neighbor. Yeah, you one. can. Yeah, the neighbor had one, and you can put them against another one, and they would talk to each other and learn from each other. Will they now? Yeah, yeah. Then they'll take over the world. <laughs> Lights on fire. Lights on fire. Matching <laughs> into Furby number one. There's, there's friction smoke coming out. He's getting a bit hot-headed. Yeah. His eyes start rolling. <laughs> right, move on. That's enough from Jansen. Tim, what have you that, been playing? I think that's it. What was that? <laughs> I was just about to say something else. No, I cut you off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want to say, Jansen? Yeah, because I was just going to say. Oh, no, don't worry. It doesn't matter. That's another bit of editing I have to do. 
But the thing is, Nick, you don't check to see if I'm done. You're like, well, that's it. Let's <laughs> yeah, move on. <laughs> and it will sound very weird in the podcast because you will cut out on a story and then just, right, let's move on. Yeah, and sometimes I've got a in... bullet point that I'm really waiting to say, but Go because say everyone it. else is coming in, I am holding off. But Go then it's like, I'm saying. Just go. One last thing I want to say. No, because the last thing I was going to say is like who it was made by. We'll say um, it then. But, no, but it don't matter. Yeah, so Sorry, just the last thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. I don't, you knew that was coming, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought, the only reason you want me to do this yeah. is so you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the last thing I'll just add is that the developers that make this game are called Pelican 13, just in case anyone's interested. Okay, thanks for that information. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna make a story. Hold on, like they're, hold and on they're the same Tim. ones that yeah, made this game. And Tim, let's hold on no. a second. He's got no, bullet this... points. <laughs> no, but this is why I said don't worry about it because oh, right. it doesn't. If you might have said they're the same makers or they're a new studio or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. It just sounded like I'm the one saying to leave it. Nick's telling, <laughs> and I'm like, well, what's the point? <laughs> uh, I was meant to say it in the beginning this is the takeover by Pelican 13 and blah 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 but because I didn't say it I thought well should I add it but then I thought nah forget it yeah because well the thing is I've, I've done everything I've got on my list so it's fine <laughs> right so that's the takeover Tim what you been playing dude well last month I've been playing or well this month I've been playing a lot of games actually but the one I want to mention today is a racing game And why? I saw our friend Irish Guardian buying it and playing it because he bought himself a racing wheel now. You watched him buy it? No, I didn't watch him buy it. But yeah, (laughs) I saw that he was playing it. Yeah. And I knew that he bought a new racing wheel. So I also... Yeah, yeah, a Logitech G920. I've never been able to... I've never been able to have a racing wheel. I've never wanted one and I've never had the urge to get one. I never think they're realistic enough. Yeah, he was playing it on Eurotruck and I was like, that thing... I just don't get it. It's something I've just never understood, really. Yeah, I've always been quite a lot into race games. Also, also when I was younger with a, a joystick, not a joystick, just yep. a game controller, the old ones from Logitech. I can understand the Need for now. speed racing and everything. Yeah. But then when I got a little older and I got into a little bit of simulation racing. That's what I was about to say, though. Nowadays, you get force feedback steering wheels. In our day, it was just a wheel that spun round. And it kept yeah. going round and round and round. I see, and round. you could spin it and it would just keep going. <laughs> yeah, but then you were, had the really cheap version. No, in the, yeah. in the early days, like what, 15 years ago, I also the, already on, had a steering wheel. The last time I had a steering wheel, I had my steering wheel there. I had my Furby to the left and my Tamagotchi to the right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how no, I rem- go was. No, I remember what, 15 years ago I had a steering wheel already with force feedback. I was sick. Was but yeah. <laughs> I do remember they had force feedback steering wheels quite early on, but they, they just weren't that great. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Not in my experience. Well, you can't compare it to nowadays uh, steering wheels. That's that's a thing for sure. You need to and get you one also of the have... things that we had at the show. Remember that guy at the show we met? Yeah. That's yeah, like a 15 grand rig. <laughs> yeah. All in one. <laughs> the whole thing's moving like up on its side and that when you... When oh, I've seen one of them. Yeah, it's really good. It's got all like pistons and stuff in it. Yeah. When he has a crash, it moves the... Yeah. yeah. There is yeah, a do-it-yourself he... version. Well, do-it-yourself. You have to build it yourself. And I think you can... It's about £1,000, and you get a like a system already with a racing seat that will move. And it, every, it has four legs, I think, and every leg can move around, what, 20 centimetres? So I it's not like... I have said to people, though, 
why spend so much money on getting a driving rig? Yeah, like just your get PC? a car. Yeah, when you could probably go and buy a banger for about like <laughs> six hundred quid, and then you could just kit it out and take it on a race day. Because yeah, if you're really into racing games and you can you can feel what your car is doing by just your seat or your wheel. You have such a big advantage than, than just your visual uh, your visual cues, you know. And maybe if, you're if, only twelve years old. Good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing is, though, like, have you seen the uh, Gran Turismo event where the guys they come like third or second in Le Mans? Like they they won an event in Gran Turismo and then they got. I think, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Gran Turismo challenge. Yeah, yeah. So it was they. Uh, picked the fastest people around a certain track and then they got to go with the Gran Turismo team and learn how to race real cars and then they went and raced in the Le Mans, Le Mans 24 yeah. hour. Yeah. And they, I swear they come, I think no, they, they win, but I think they come up there. Man, if you can race good with a steering wheel and I'm not talking like a cheap one, another 50 euro steering wheel from, but if you're talking like, what three at least a 300 euro one you you really if if you can drive with this because the the more expensive your your wheel gets the more harder it will be to race the more realistic it will be and if you buy a, a steering wheel that costs 3000 euro it will be much more harder to race with this wheel because it's so much more sensitive and so much more realistic and everything yeah you but should, you if you can do it with one of that wheels man if you can race with a racing wheel quite good in a, in a racing game that's a simulation game, I can guarantee you can do it. Well, don't do it, but I can guarantee you will be good on a on a on a racing track. If you go go karting, you yeah. have the knowledge about how taking a line, what how do you take a corner, what is an apex of a corner, when do I need to brake, how do I take a hairpin, all of these things. You know, what do I do if my car slides out? And with the force fed feedback to... wheel, you feel it in your hand what your car is doing. So that's that's so much better than just playing with a controller you know but have you been in a real race car i've been as, as a passenger not in, as a, in as a driver <laughs> yeah, but i was gonna say like i've i've done a rally day before and it's you can't compare it to anything else it's one of those things that when you're in like a 600 brake like rally car and you're going across the dirt sideways and you ain't got a nappy on yeah, nothing <laughs> prepares you for that. Yeah, yeah like, that's something else. But that's that's also not if you if you just know how to take a, the, a corner, you know how when to. It's it's all right. Play a rally game and get someone to just throw dirt here when you go. <laughs> yeah. I know someone had done, had done a rally driving day on a mountain, and I never seen the, geek, the the guy come back so white. His blood just left his body. And he was like, <laughs> I can't believe it. Did a hundred miles an hour, and there's a cliff. Like the wheels, oh. I can see the stones going off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, that's, that. that's I did mine at Silverstone, so it was the rally stage at Silverstone. Yeah. So it's all one level, um, and you've got a little bit of tarmac, I think, as well. You'll poo yourself. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is, is like you get in the car and you start driving it, and you're like, yeah, I you're can. Trying brakes, you? You're trying to press them brakes, trying to press the brakes. Holding on to the handles of the doors and everything. Like, <laughs> the thing is, it's like I'm actually driving, not being a passenger. Oh, you're the driver. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, that's why I'm saying it's like when you play a game compared to you actually driving a rally car, there's a huge difference. Yeah, you can. Yeah, die. but Jensen, you can. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think it's such a big difference if you're talking about a simulation game with a real steering wheel, you know. If you put all the assists off, it's really going to be, I can put you behind my steering wheel here and put rally on with all the assists off and you're not going to make it to the first corner. You're, you're not going to make it. talking about two different things, though. You're talking about simulation and about it being like it would be in real life for controls and yes. stuff. He's talking yes. about the actual fear of dying in his car. And no, the, the I'm, not, I'm not talking about no. I'm not talking about like the threat. I'm no, but talking the feeling about, of it. Yeah, because obviously you, you have like the thing of adrenaline because you feel the G forces yeah, and you see like trees a... coming at you. But yeah. the, the difference is, it's like playing a game. You you'll have the knowledge of how to do it, but in theory. So when you actually get into that rally car and you're being like strapped in. Like you've got no movement in yes, your body. Yes, but listen at all to this. Like if I can put you behind my racing wheel and put you into the F1 game without anything on and let you give a go, you won't make the first corner. But if you try this for a week, you might make it. Put me in a rally car for two days in a row, and the first, the first time I will race it, I will be scared. I will be like, "What the hell is this? It has so much power, whatever." But after two days. If you have the knowledge how you can take a corner and what what you have to do with a steering wheel and a gas and the brakes and everything when a car slides out and how to use a handbrake in a corner, you have such a big advantage already. I can I think guarantee you're both you this. Actually, saying the same thing to each other. It sounds like you're both comparing so. the same feeling, but one's saying about a controller sort of situation, one's talking about real life. But you sound like you're both trying to get the same point across. Yeah, it's the same when you play a new game with a racing wheel. You have to adjust to the car. You have to get used to it to power everything. It's not like with a controller. You pick it up and it's arcade mode, and you can boom, first race. I get first place. No, that's not how it works. You need to play some real simulation racing games. You really have to get. You have one yeah. car. And you need to get to know it, and it will take quite some hours even before you can yes. yeah, go even to saying. the limit with a car. But it's for not me, Mario Kart. For me, yeah, exactly. That's what, exactly what I'm about to say. For me, and then I understand it, what you're saying, but that's not for me. I, I'm not that deep into. But that was not player. a discussion. Jensen was saying that you cannot compare a game to a, to a real a real car race experience. Yeah. Of course, the experience of the G force right. is not there. You take that with him. But <laughs> that's the only thing you're missing, the experience yeah. of the G-Force on your body. If you drive a racing game with a VR headset on and a racing wheel and you're in one of these seats that move, my God, you will experience it. I was doing this without a seat that moves. And if I took a fast corner with Dirt Rally in the VR headset, I would already feel it in my stomach. If I went to, like, how you call it, a ditch in the road, very fast. I would already feel it like a little butterflies in my stomach. I can swear to you, if you put it on a seat that moves, you know, you will, you will, your mind will let you feel the G forces. That would be yeah. good. That's what yeah, because I know be it's like it's like when you go in simulators and it's like the simulator is just tilting backwards and forwards, but you yeah. see a roller coaster, you feel like you're going it's up and down. Times a hundred, isn't it? It's like yeah. But what what I'm saying is like the only reason I'm saying this is because I have the comparison of playing a rally game on a racing rig with the steering wheel and the chassis shaking and everything like that. And I had like a, a wraparound screen. So it was probably like a 40 inch screen, but it was curved and playing that it's compared to playing it on your sofa or at your desk with a controller or whatever. It's a hundred times better, a hundred times more realistic. But then when you go into a real car, which I have done, there's no comparison. Because That's true. But how how long did you spend in that real car? How long? Uh, a day. Tim. Yeah. I'm going to be talking about F1. 
We were yeah. well, yeah. F1 and went on to win. <laughs> How did we even get off the wheels? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we're talking about racing simulators. Uh, well, the game I've actually been playing was this F1 game. Because I saw Matt play it. Well, actually, to come back to this F1 thing, I was talking about F1 2016 because there's also a new one coming up in September, I think. F1 2017. And this is a well good game, actually. I saw Matt play it on stream. And he still had to practice a little bit with his steering wheel and get it all right because it's quite a steep learning curve to step into this game. But it's a really good game. You can turn it a little bit arcadey if you want, if you put all the assists on, and then, then it will be easy for a controller. I've got a question you... for you. Yeah? I played F1 because this is a string of games that's been going for years. And I mean a long time, hasn't it? They've been going yep. out from a yep. long, long time ago. And I used to play these games back in the day when it was even in, like when your game came in the big cardboard box with a slide-out box, remember? Yep. And uh, like I played F1 then, and I played it for about three years running. And I always remember just thinking, this is just a game that's exactly the same but with better graphics. Now I know and I can understand these new ones are going to be down to the finest tuning detail, sponsorship, liveries, everything. But at the end of the day, do you not feel that it's just... It's an F1 game as normal. Well, not actually, because this one has quite a good career mode, actually. Hmm. So you have to, it... you first have to choose which team you want to sign up with, and and the the better teams like uh, McLaren and Ferrari and you can't they, uh, uh, yeah, you can, but they will have much more expectations of you during the season. So if you, for instance, pick a, what is it, a Red yeah. Bull. You're you're supposed to end to finish like third already in the in the, at the ending of the season. Well, if you pick a lower team like Haas or something, you're only expected to turn up 19 because you will also have a slower car and you know. So the 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 better team it, it all comes down which team you choose. You get a how do you call this a manager? Yeah. He, he will sort out your contracts and. It's not just going from race to race, you know. There's also some research and development you can do on your car, and you can choose yourself which which things you want to develop. They just added some extras into the game. Yeah, they make like a career mode. You're actually going if you can if you if you want you can start out as a rookie and work your way up to can get to the good teams. Team. Yeah, you can make your own team. It also is possible that mid-season you get offers from other teams if you're very good, you know. You get offers for for a better team, and you can already swap mid-season if you want. So, so, but basically, you can. But if you're doing really well, someone will offer to buy you out, and then you can go and race for them, work your way up. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they will have uh, higher expectations That's of you. That's a bit like the way FIFA works when you do like the career mode. Yeah, yeah probably. I've never played what FIFA. What were you going to say, Wacky? I know. I was going to say, do they still have? Because I remember playing it 2012 when they first started yeah. getting like bigger again. Um, I remember, obviously, I didn't know like racing lines, and obviously F1 is a lot different. I used, to, I, I obviously I watch F1, but they had this thing in there where it, the line would show up. Like I had the assists off, so it wouldn't auto break, yeah. but the line, was, the line was still there. Yeah, they have it so also it showed, nowadays. Yeah. It's even better now because they have a three D line. If you want, you can turn that on. Yeah. And it actually rises from the floor a little bit. Yeah, and it tells you, and like, it drops down to the floor as as you as you as you're braking, and yeah. it's it's very easy to see whether you're braking too hard or whether you're braking or or whether you're not braking enough to go into a corner. So yeah, yeah. with this with this line on, you can even turn it on for the full race, so the line will be always visible on the road. And when yeah. when it's when it's green, you can just floor it. You know, when it's yeah, starting yeah. to get orange or red, you really need to. Break. I remember I just had it on corners because obviously. Yeah. Yeah, that, you could, that's, yeah. that's spawned from Gran Turismo, didn't it, back in the day? 
Yeah, I don't know who was first with this, but yeah. many games oh, no, have this. No, no, it wasn't that. It was Forza, I think. Forza that first. Yeah, Forza that. was the first to do that, yeah. I think. But also with this one, for instance, if you start a season and you go to the first race, you can, you can, you can make it as realistic as you want. You can turn off all the assists, but you can also make the race length like, like, the real race length, you for instance, like sixty-one yeah. laps, so you're sitting there for almost two hours racing, oh, and man, you can no. also you oh. can also set the, the the time that you want for the practice rounds and the qualifi- uh, the qualifying. You oh. can set it if you want just a one lap qualification round, or if yeah. you want a short one that you have like fifteen minutes of time to make the best lap, or like a full qualification like they do in the real in the real life. Yeah, but yeah, see, uh, me, during these practice rounds. During these practice rounds, you have some little you have some little mini games you can do, and that's actually quite interesting. One is like you have to drive to these virtual gates in every corner, and every corner consists of multiple virtual gates you have to drive to, and they're as wide as your car. And if you miss one, all the rest of that corner doesn't count. You know, like a skiing mm-hmm. slalom. Yeah, like no, no, it's just driving the perfect line. The oh, perfect right. line. And you have to do it at certain speed because if you do it too slow, the, the gate turns red and it also doesn't count. So it will make you learn the perfect line on the perfect speed. So when you play this game, do you do all the um, warm-ups? Do you do like all the timings before the match and all that or not? Yeah, there's like three mini-games. It's like the first one is with these virtual gates. The second one is you have to do some tire management. You have like a bar on screen. And if you slide too hard to the corners, you'll see a bar move to the red. And so I'm you have to manage your tires. Sorry? I'm talking about like the pre-warm-up race, you know, where you get your times to see where you are on the grid and all that. Do you do all that or not? Yeah, that's a qualification. Yeah, so you have your three practice rounds. Yeah, you have your three practice rounds. This is what I'm telling you with the three mini-games. And the third one yeah. is a qualification uh, uh, simulation. So you're actually practicing the qualification. Then comes the, co- the qualifier. Then That is when you qualify for your race position, whether you're on P1 or P20, you know. I'd say... You can choose if you just want to do one lap and that will count for your time or you can set it yeah. to 15 minutes. You have 15 minutes of time to make a, a, a qualif- the best time, actually. What have you done or you when can, you played it? I put it on, I think, uh, three rounds of practice for 30 minutes each. So that's already one and a half hours. And then 15 minutes of qualifier and really? then 50% of race length. So one race will take me up to, what, I think three or four hours. And then I have to do it in one shot and get a good. You also Man, can you're sometimes. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's with a with the whole pit team. You 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 can choose your tires, how your strategy will be for during the race, which Jackson, tires. Now when. you know why he was kind of so in depth with his yeah. controls. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Do, do you do you still have like um? I remember you used to have to control your fuel. Yeah. You have to control the fuel. No, because there there there's a fixed amount of fuel now for the yes, race. Yes. Yeah. No, but I'm it's sure. By, uh, kilograms now. But, but yeah, but obviously, if you're yeah, but in the practice and in the qualifier, you can do what you want. It's actually yeah, much yeah. nicer because if you, I have a headset on with a mic, the one I'm using now, and if I press a button on my steering wheel, I can give voice commands. I can say, okay, box next lap or box this lap, and they, and then there will also be an audio confirmed from the guy in the pit, you know, saying, okay, oh, really? we, you can That's be coming cool. in or not. Yeah. I can, I can even adjust the fuel, like the mixture of the fuel. Yeah, yeah, that's just the wings, adjust the tire choice when you come in, get weather updates, who's driving in front, who's driving behind. It's like, 30, a, thir- a list of 30 or 40 commands you can yes. do with, with, with voice. So you can actually raise this sitting inside the cockpit 
like having the view from inside the helmet of the guy driving and turn off all your mm, I don't think so and turn off all your hot you know you have nothing you only have your steering wheel where you see your 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 rpm and if you want to know something you have to do it with voice commands just like just like in real life actually oh, you can make it as realistic as you want that's pretty cool actually and <laughs> The rain effects in this game are yeah really 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 good. If yeah. you're driving in the rain, it's so hard. The splash of the car in front of you, it's so much. You can't that, see yeah, anything. you can't see anything, and it's yeah it's so hard. You have to really go on by. Uh, okay, I think there's a left corner. You know that the corner is coming up because you know the circuit, but you don't know when because you can't see, and it's all especially if you're driving like fifth or sixth or seventh. And there are five guys in front of you. Wow, the, so how the, well have you done in this game then? If it's like that extreme, I can play it on. You have like I think you have like easy, medium, and I don't know. And play it on hard. You have two levels above that: hard, and you have expert, and then you have legend. And legend you can only play I think with all the assists off. But I'm pretty good at racing. I'm I'm, I'm yeah pretty good at it. But even without any assists, playing in the rain, well, I won't make it past three or four corners before I turn the car 180 degrees <laughs> it is and you can forget even by flooring it huh? you can never huh? in the hard rain maybe maximum you can you put your accelerator down is like 80 percent or something so you're always fiddling with the accelerator as, as soon as you give a little bit much to gas it just spins around it's really 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 hard actually if you turn the assists off. With assists on, it becomes easier to have traction control yeah. on. And if you turn on your ABS and everything, then you can pretty much race it hard, like almost with all the assists on, almost like a GTA. Yeah. You know, it depends what, what you're looking for. Yeah, I was just looking at the uh, the new one that's coming out. It says on the 25th of August. Yes, I'm I might give, I might that. give that. I might give that a go, actually. But they, they sh they're showing like older cars as well. Older F1 cars, you can race in older F1 cars. Oh, really? I haven't yeah. seen that. I haven't, I've been trying to put off to, to watch anything from the F1 2017. I just want to buy it when it when it comes out and yeah. just play it day one and let so it surprise. Game's good me. enough to make you want to buy the next one already. Yeah, I would pre order this in the next one already, I think. It's also going to be with the new cars with the, the, the wider tires and the yeah. higher performance. And it, it says on here, like, F1 cars for the last 30 years. So, oh, that's really nice. That's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, yeah. wow, that would be I well might nice. get that. I might get that. The sound effects of a V6 yeah, or a V8. Well. No, no. But yeah, this is a well good racing game. I think even I have a friend of mine plays it, played it like, what, months and months only with a controller? Yeah. And now he also updated to a steering wheel. And well, uh, he's still playing that game. I've Formula got 1 2016. You when you're ready. C. Um, see how you got the league and that, and you got the driver's league and you got the car league and all that. Can you have multiplayer where you are playing at your house, your friends playing at another house, and you're in the competition together? So they're yeah. ranking up when they're playing, and you're ranking up when you're playing. Yeah, they actually, play. I was playing with and what's his name? Oh, I lost him here on Steam. Some guy was watching my 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 stream playing this, and he actually was, hey, you wanna you wanna team up and do a or you wanna play a, a whole season together online? So you can beat so a bunch of actually, drivers. Yeah, it's like yeah, Carl we, we, yeah, we were the same team, uh, both I think Red Bull, and we were uh, teammates, and we were doing. Uh, we I think we raced for four or five hours uh, with each other, and we were like a, and... fourth fourth race in the championship. I think we were really. So yeah, it's really nice actually, because you also if he goes into the pits, I cannot, you know, because the pits yeah. will be blocked, or yeah. we're gonna double stack, you know. 
So you're communicating with him and you're both communicating with the yeah. actual pits at the same time. Yeah, and you, and the same thing, you can also make it as realistic as you want. You can set it on full practice so you have three times 45 minutes or even three times one and a half hours to practice, actually. Maybe and then me. comes a full qualifier. But you can also put it Arcadia, just have a race and just, okay, one round, one lap for the qualifier and then comes the race. Okay, next next circuit, one round for the qualifier and then comes yeah. the race. I think then you're doing it, it more arcade style. It would be a game changer because, like I said at the beginning, these games have always been a bit boring, I found, for me because it was just like do a couple of laps to do the test and get your time, then go and do the race, and then you've got another race, and I find, like, oh, I'm bored. But yeah, but with these mini-games you have in the practice now, you actually have a goal yeah. to do this. But because without, the better without... you score on them, the more points you get, you can put into your research and development and develop your car and make it from the, the very bottom of the team rankings, uh, make your car better than a Ferrari, yeah, actually. Without that, if you... what the point I'm getting at is, it could be a game changer because I find these games are pretty boring going around the track over and over and over again. But if you've got like a friend who can do season with, you've got someone to talk to at the same time, you've got and you're working together, you know, it's a bit more interactive, it's a bit more stuff. You're not there. chatting during I'm not chatting during a race. I'm very focused, very hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's, 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 not, it's hey, this is simulation. It's not. It's, it's really feels yeah, like boy. you're driving 300 kilometers an hour with a simulator. The slightest mistake you make, your your whole race is we'll screwed all up. We'll buy the game you know? boys, but we won't play with him. <laughs> no, but if you're if you're racing and you're faster than him, surely you could say, "Move over, I'm faster than you." You know what I mean? Like that's they do in real life. Say, and then he unfollows yeah. him from Twitch. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, again. No, you just you just you just pass him. No, I'd have you to don't have him. that in the real life. I'd have to clip him, just the back wheel. <laughs> just having this racing wheel alone, even for a, a, a very boring game like Euro Truck Simulator, I would, never ever, I would never ever he play pop that game. one in there. He yeah, popped that on one in there. <laughs> I was about Let to me... say earlier, but Tim cut me off. I was about to say when he was saying, oh, this is like so realistic and that. I was about to actually say, well, I saw you playing Euro Truck Simulator 2, and I could see how stressed out he was getting. Man, that was the beginning because I couldn't I couldn't remember all the keys and I had to constantly look up what what was. But I wouldn't play this game for five minutes with a controller or with a keyboard. But with the steering wheel and with a shifter paddles and with three with a clutch and everything, well, this game becomes pretty hard actually. It's not just easy if you drive from in the cockpit view. It's really like driving a truck and you have to watch all the dials and you have to press all the Boys, right buttons and you so have to serious, shift. Do you, you stick on like, a trucker hat and you have like a... Yeah, with two beer cans on the side. Yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't realize how serious he was. There's like, it's him and he's like, Nick, you don't know how serious <laughs> this is. I've got gears. I've got this. I'm trying to park it properly. And I'm yeah, like, you yeah. just have to. You're just as, an automatic push button and it drives. You're not even. You're not even driving from the first cockpit. <laughs> you're, you're driving from behind, yeah, like man. you're playing GTA or something. I remember watching. I, remember I, had, watching your stream, I had to Nick. already shift four times in the first fifty kilometers an hour. You know? <laughs> I remember watching your stream, Nick, and you was you was like looking at the you was looking at your chat, and next thing you know, you're in in the side of a car. <laughs> yeah, but this is the difference. The difference is. The difference is you can pick up a controller and in the first minute you know what to do. With a steering wheel, it, ha it takes some time to get used this to it. This is what I'm trying car. to explain to you. There's different opinions for different people. Now, I got that game for a totally different reason to you. You got that game and your steering wheel and everything because you wanted to be a truck driver. No, I, I would just like. I just. I don't want to <laughs> Come on, man! Are you kidding me? Dude, no, it's just nice. It's just nice. It feels real. It's just like driving. Truck, I could drive a truck. But that's not what I want you to do. I got this game because I see there was a multiplayer. I, watched, I never would have played this type of game before. Yeah, Euro Truck Simulator 2. Because I think it's boring. Why would I drive a truck 
think as a Man, game, Hans has a steering wheel. He but, will but agree with me I'm on this. Is, it just makes it so much yeah, different the game experience. You're missing the point, dude. The point I'm getting at is I got Euro Truck Simulator because I saw a guy playing it. Now, that game is populated with very serious players, yeah? And I got, saw a guy playing it. It's multiplayer. So everybody on that server, 100 people, I think it's 3,000 people, they're all playing the game. They're all real people in that world. And I saw a guy playing it on stream, and I thought it was well funny because he was driving around and there was trucks crashing into each other. And everybody's got a CB, CB radio. So everybody that's talking in game, you can hear them talking in game all the time. And he was driving down the main stretch of road, and you can hear these people arguing on the other side of the road, and one truck's upside down. And yeah. that's why I got this game, because it was funny. I didn't take yes. it seriously. You're taking it very seriously. I'm also not taking it seriously. It just takes a little time. Man, if I pressed on my accelerator i had to shift at five kilometers an hour i had to shift at 15 kilometers an hour i had to shift at 25 or 30 kilometers an hour that's a that's with the clutch and everything you just press the green button or the right trigger well, and you're getting, going you know he's not getting my point here. you're not getting the point i'm just <laughs> telling you that racing with a steering wheel and with a thing is the total difference experience than yeah, you and I'm your not, controller i'm not denying yeah, that but both so you were already playing this for two hours and you jump in, jump in, and then I have to figure out all the keys and then you're, where are you? And then, yeah, I'm here. Wait, yeah, but let the, me figure out where my accelerator dude, is. Dude, this is what I'm getting at. The point I'm getting at is I was playing it for some fun because it's a game on a computer. That's why you I'm were just it. You were just impatient. Yeah, I am impatient. I want you to play it, drive the truck, have a laugh, laugh at people that are crashing and stuff, and enjoy my time on the game. And then there was you yeah. going, hold on, I've got 15 gears here, I've got to put it in reverse, I've got to put my indicators on, hold on, I've got to talk to such and such over there. And I'm like, man, let's just get a move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's, let's just get a move trucks. on. Let's drive these trucks and come across some random weird people having a laugh. Yeah, but you first need, I first needed to learn how to drive a truck. I'm not a truck driver. <laughs> so to one. jump onto your stream and then just instantly know what to do with a racing wheel with gears and a clutch and everything and like 22 buttons on my racing wheel and it doesn't say button it just says button one press button one so I have to figure out which is button one okay try this okay no that's yeah not a real one. truck driver would know what button one is yeah <laughs> exactly but a real truck driver only has a steering wheel for his truck I have a steering Trust wheel me, for many different any things any real truck driver in the world and say look do you want to play Euro Truck Simulator 2 and they'll go no Man, the, the guy I met on my stream, when I, the, the one time I streamed it was a real drug driver. I'm sure he was 70 years old. I could read it out of his, of his username, and he was like, hey, you wanna, you mind if I join in? I'm like, no, no problem, man. Join in. And then he's, he, it was in, in Dutch, and then he wrote, let's meet up at the, at the repair. And he wrote yeah, the he repair. Said, let's meet up behind, behind the petrol station. <laughs> no, that's only happens to you. That only happens to you, Nick. <laughs> no, he wrote. Let's meet up at the at the at the car repair. But he wrote repair like R uh, I E P double -E, e R. And I was like, huh? Is that a town or what? And then he said, No, where you can fix the car. And I'm like, Oh, right. This guy doesn't know any English. And it was like <laughs> three thirty in the morning. And he was like, Wait, I'm going for another cup of coffee. And I'm like, What? Another cup of coffee? It's three thirty in the morning, you know. So I guess he was this pensionated truck driver, always driving in the night. He was night playing this. You should have seen his truck man everything was fully pimped out to the max everything and he was driving this so precise and tim man, was, at what yeah. point did you realize he's not a real truck driver he just believes he is because he's been playing this game forever oh, i think he really was he was from 1967 <laughs> so i think he was some pensionated truck driver who now missed driving his truck and bought this game with a steering wheel and everything to play oh man so anyway getting back to it you do uh, rate f1 i do rate it very highly actually 
Cool, man. Yeah, Watch I me. want. To, I'm waiting for Matt to get very, to get better in this, so we can do a, a season together. Yeah, cool, dude. Right, should we move on? Because we've got a couple yeah. of questions which are pretty big to cover before the end of the podcast. <clears throat> so uh, I'll read them out. We'll get on to question one. We we'll move on to that, and then you can tell me your views on that. You all good already? Yes. Yep. Right. The first question is from Tim, and it's not Tim here. It's another Tim, and it says, "Right, good number name, one." Man. When I stream, my stream jumps. What may cause this? Lol. And oh. our answer is, I don't know, it could be anything. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I've had this happen to my one. Yep. I, in the bottom left corner, or no, the bottom right corner of the OBS, my game would be running fine. My strip might drop in frames. I won't be dropping any frames. But the FPS counter will be jumping up and down. Yeah, so I play at 60 FPS. You're not the only but one. It, it's happened to everybody, I think. But, but I think it's what, so it's, annoying. I have a, another problem that it, it doesn't really jump, but if I play GTA and I stream this and I drive to these new tunnels and these stunt races, you know, that has yeah. a lot of little no, corners and yeah, straight yeah. lines, then the, the, the not the doesn't stutter, but my uh, resolution actually drops and yeah, it gets and very pixelated. It gets pixelated on stream because your CPU is set up on your stream to take so much CPU usage. And when that gets maxed out, so say you're using 50% CPU on the OBS, when you're Grand Theft Auto and you go around in corners, it, it needs more percentage of CPU mm -hmm. to keep it running. So something's got to give, and it's your stream yeah. that gives. Yeah, yeah but when I watch OBS then, when I watch in the bottom right corner, it just says green, everything is fine. You know, it doesn't say, okay, I'm, 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 I'm. Yeah, I'm drowning that's... here in the CPU power. Yeah, that's because but... it's not actually losing the frame rates. It's just downgrading the quality. Yeah. Okay. But the thing is, like, with my one, literally, I was I was playing PUBG. It was all fine. Like, I've been streaming for a couple of weeks, all being okay. And then I streamed one night and literally had this FPS drop. And I thought, oh, let's change the bit rate. Weren't a bit rate. Then I, I, I basically got to the point where I resetted my whole computer. Yeah, and this is what I was going to say to people, though sometimes twitch do get issues their end and you can't fix them and it's just it's just something that just happens like yeah the last i don't know for the last week now my stream when i look at my stream stream stats when i'm streaming where it says how many viewers you've got how many people watching like uh, how many people are following and all that like all your stats they go off it says streams offline streams online yeah yeah, streams, no, offline, yeah. streams online and i've reset my stream key i've done loads of settings and mm. there's nothing i can do it's still like that so i have a feeling this is obs related my one, I, I think it's OBS related. It's not because because yeah. it was doing it like if I was playing a game and I just had OBS open, but not like I was. It, you can view the game; it can do everything. But I weren't streaming. I was still getting that FPS drop. Oh, really? So this is like OBS like related. So when you what go onto OBS website, studio? yeah, studio. I'm using like the. I'm all up to date. You know what I mean? Sixty four bit. Sixty four bit. Yep. You are. Because like another thing that I was going to say, which um, a lot of people they don't really understand what's going on is, have you, have you? I don't know if you get it on Rocket League, and there's a few other games that do it as well. Do you find when you're actually streaming, you can't actually watch it on your OBS? It's all jumpy, like it's got the lowest frames. I've I've never had a problem with that. Oh, really? I never yeah. seen Rocket League. See, mine streams perfectly, and I mean top quality perfectly. Yeah. But when I watch it on OBS, it's it looks like it's at one frame per second. It's yeah. just a still screen for a couple of seconds. Still screen, still screen, still screen, just moving like robotic. I but think the only way if you really want to solve every stuttering, well, if it's not Twitch related, is just by offloading it to another PC with a capture card. Yeah. But yeah, the thing but... is, like, if, if anyone has an answer... Please tell me. <laughs> yeah, but I don't believe that to do that because 
if something doesn't work, I don't believe in right. Let's just do something totally different. I want it fixed. Yeah, I want um, it fixed. Like, but the, I, yeah, but then you have to really look at. But the, I've, how I've much got of... a decent computer. It's so like it's not like yeah. It's it's more annoying because obviously I bought this computer to. But have you monitored your percentages of your CPU and GPU and your RAM? Well, yeah, yeah, everything, these stutters is going on. Yeah, everything's running fine. The game everything's running, running fine. Everything's running fine. The game's running fine, but OBS will just have this FPS drop. And but is it actually in the? Is it in just the OBS or is it actually? It's just in. Uh, no, it's in OBS. If ah, you watch dude. a stream back, does it? Do you see the drop of frames? Yeah. Or is it still smooth? Yes, because it because ah. it's because OBS is outputting it basically, but the the FPS is normally sixty, and you see it drop. So then my OBS gets laggy, and then my stream gets laggy. So I've, never that. I've never seen anyone have that. Yeah, and, are some... you sure your CPU is not throttling then or something? No, no, because I've got, I've tried it where you can use that NV NVAC. Okay. Have you heard of that NVAC yeah. or something? I think it's called something like that. Where you use your graphics GPU. Card. Yeah, you use your graphics card, and I've tried the CPU, and it both does it. It does the same on both. And my my CPU, when I'm streaming, I've got all my stuff open. It's only running at like sixty percent. Have you overclocked your um, CPU yet? I, I, at the moment, I haven't touched nothing. Because I will say something. You got seventy seven hundred K, ain't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, all the people I know that have got that chip have had it overclocked to just, yeah, of course. just under five gigs or so. But I think five gigs. Yeah, but I think if my CPU is at sixty percent, is what is your CPU at? My CPU only runs at twenty percent on OBS. No, no, but I have like OBS. I have that boom open. I have quite a few games open, and then I have the game open. You know what I mean? Can you can you set an OBS a percentage to use your CPU? You can only can you set like level. Pri, pri. And I've got mine on high priority. What so, if you yeah. give it highest priority? Does it make a change? No, I've li- literally I've I've gone through every tutorial on YouTube. I've I've reset my computer. So is it still doing it now? It, I've I've managed to find a, not a setting. But I've mucked about with something and it's fixed it. But I'll I can't remember what, what I did. <laughs> is this is, you only stream PUBG, don't you? It, it's not just PUBG you though. Tried other games and it's still. No, I haven't. What about Crash Bandicoot? No, Crash Bandicoot. No, no, Crash Bandicoot is fine because obviously that uses that that, so that uses an external <laughs> capture card. So and if you play PUBG with all the lowest setting, everything turned off. Does it? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, honestly, I don't have any problem on my. No, laptop. no, I don't have. I don't have a problem playing the game. No, no, no. But it's just see, when it comes onto the stream. It's just it, honestly, it's so frustrating. To, but I fixed it now. I fixed it. Yeah, what I'd do like, if it. I was you is when you've got everything open, don't actually play yeah. the game. Go into your actual um, control delete and just check to see what percentages are running from different programs. Yeah. Because you might have a, a little third-party program somewhere, or you might have something in the Windows tree running. Which is actually sucking up CPU usage, and mm. them things are just topping it out. I'd check that first. It is, but that's but what what I'm trying to say is like you're over here at the weekend anyway. I'm gonna yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Have a look, have a look at it. But all I'm trying to say is that my my CPU is not like maxing out. It's not saying it's overloaded and it's 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 not. You know what I mean? Normally you have got your percentages, so and when I'm like yeah, there must be another problem. Saying, there must alarm, be some problem. No, no, of course. But I'm looking at my ta- <laughs> but I'm looking at my task manager. And it's yeah. saying 60%. You're only using like 60% of your CPU. It's yeah. not like I'm I'm hitting not a hundred percent. And because obviously when you hit hundred percent, your computer's overloading, isn't it? And you, your computer's doing too much. Mm-hmm. So I'm only I'm only sitting at 60%. 
and I'm still having a problem. Yeah, but where are you seeing 60%? Are you seeing yeah. that on OBS or are you seeing that on Task Manager for a program? On Task Manager. And it's one when you program. switch to Task Manager, but as soon as you switch... No, not, not one program, but oh, the, overall, the overall CPU. Oh, right. cool. Do you switch to your task manager? Or you have your task manager open when you when this is. Oh, I have. I've had it when you already lose your 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 game is not. No, no, no. I have the game open and I've got three screens. So I have one. I have one with my task manager on it, and I played with the OBS open streaming. There and must be I, something else because I have no problem streaming PUBG with a laptop. No, yeah, I understand, but I have a feeling it's something to do. I don't know if it's something to do with the OBS, but I I have seen familiar things with. I've gone into their forum. And there's other people. Saying, I don't drop frames, but I lose frames per second. Yeah. Well, so we'll check it, it out anyway. It's fixed, yeah, though, isn't it? It is fixed, yeah. I've managed to find... What did you do to fix it, then? Um, he doesn't know. Maybe that's helpful. I don't know, honestly. <laughs> don't I've, know. I, I, I'm mucked... Yo, I'm... I'm plugged it out and plugged it in again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't know what I did. I just... I think I just copied someone else's settings, and it seemed to... I'll check it all out. In OBS. But anyway, boys, it don't matter because that wasn't his actual question. That was yeah, but that's he, he was having FPS yeah. drop, wasn't he? He yeah. does say number two, real question. <laughs> yeah, oh great. <laughs> yeah, you little girl about that, that the frames per second drop. But it was quite good you brought it up though because it got us chatting about it. But he says there's the real question, and uh, I think this is more Jansen's sort of uh, area. When streaming, I play everything at max settings, 3440 by 1440. My stream is set to 1080. Does it take a lot of work on my PC to scale it down to what people see? Would it be better to get a 1080 144 hertz and use it for streaming? Well, I have actually spent almost an hour googling this, and I can't I can't find anything that says how much your PC is using to downgrade or to downscale yeah. from 4K to 1080p if you're streaming at 1080p. I think the other Nowhere. problem. The other problem is I've actually been on Tim's computer. I've remoted in and I've, I've helped him set his stream up and I've helped him do all the backgrounds and stuff like that. To be fair, I've never set up a 4K stream. Have any of you? No. Nope. The problem no. you get is okay. I've not even seen anyone streaming it because basically what happens is it does like a letterbox style. So if you're looking on your yeah, mobile phone on a 1080 screen, it scales it down and then you get a, a letterbox. So you get the black line at the top, black line at the bottom. I didn't realize this until we'd set the whole thing up. So we set the whole thing up, he started streaming, I was like, what's going on there? Nothing fits on screen properly. And it, I just totally overlooked it, didn't think nothing about it, that he was playing on a 4, 4K screen. So his game was being rendered in 4K. So yeah. then we went into Twitch, and I turned, I downscaled it, so the stream was actually coming out at 1920 by 1080. But what that then done was it shrunk it down to 1080, but it squashed the screen up a little bit. But that seemed to be all right. I don't actually know a lot about going from 4K OBS streaming. I, I don't know if, Jance, if you know any more. But the thing is, with him, his settings are 1440, which is ultra-wide. Yeah. So he, he's not going for, like, 4K. So that's probably why when it when you get the compression, you get the letterbox because it's set for a wider the screen. The ratio is totally different, isn't it, to switch yeah. it down to full screen? Yeah, it's like 31 to 9 or yeah. rather than... Um, so 16 awkward. by 9, yeah. So, yeah, so I think his question is, basically in a nutshell, is do I keep this 4K screen? I want to stream games, or do I just have to play on a 1080, like, fast hertz monitor to be able to stream? Is it easier just to do that than rather mess about with it all? I have a 1080 Asus, 1080p monitor, Asus, and 144 hertz. And obviously I don't know because it's 4K, but I never had a, I never had a problem. 
Yeah, see, that's the thing. The, the Hertz is all right because that's the, the like the frames. Like, yeah. Like throwing up frames. But yeah. what we're getting at is his screen. If you saw him streaming, his screen. I know, it's like, it gets squashed. Yeah, it gets squashed basically. So mm. you've got a really long and it gets squashed into that screen. Personally, for me, I wouldn't want to get rid of my 4K screen just for streaming. No, of course. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to get a 1080 to play on just because of that. Is there a way around it where he can? But does he have his... a twenty? Is it not sixteen by nine? Is it twenty-one by one then? What yeah, because he he's got a fourteen forty, so it's a ultra wide. It's yeah. not it's not four K. So okay. Yeah, yeah. Four K, it would be sixteen. Yeah, by Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. that's hmm. so. Yeah. The, the thing that's is, a, a, a screen well good for watching movies and things like that. It's a tricky that. one because yeah. it's like trial and error. And trust me, I've been on his computer and I've tried to play around with it. And the, the the issue you come across is you play at 4K and get the real good graphics and everything nice. Yeah. And the stream is then squashed, or it's the other way around. He he loses his 4K and plays at 1080 in order to, for people to watch his stream. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah this what is the thing. Do? It's it's the balance because it's his personal experience of playing the game to his um, audience experience. So Compromise. if he, yeah, if he. Yep. You if he's playing choose. a game and it's letterboxed, then his viewers might get annoyed and leave. Yeah. But if he's if he wants to get a 1080 screen just for when he's streaming, it's probably a good idea. He can just put it on 1080 on his widescreen and just have a little bit of black borders on each side. Yeah. He doesn't need to buy a 1080. See, I would probably agree with Tim that it's probably worth keeping his 1440 screen Definitely. and then just change the resolution to 1080 so he'll have black bars either side when he plays, but, but the then his, will be all right. yeah, his stream will look good. Yeah, unless he only is going to be streaming on this computer, never watches any movies or never plays uh, any game off stream. Yeah, because yeah, if he's playing games off stream and he's got a 1440, yeah, it's, it's going to be a better well experience nice. yeah, yeah. for him. Yeah. yeah, if it's curved yeah. and everything, it will. Yeah, and a colleague of mine has a screen if, like that. If, if, really he's, nice. if, he's, if he's like competitive as well, maybe going down to a 1080p 144 hertz is better for him. But it's just like personal preference, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think he wants to stream his games, but he wants to be on the same level as everybody else. So having a stream which has got black lines on top and bottom ain't acceptable, but... There's, surely there's a way that you can change but that. But surely you can't. In, yeah, we in, just discussed that. He just I needs know. to. What about if he goes into his game resolution, even though he, and you'll have to answer this, Chance, because it's a head mess around for me. Um, say, he's, say he's on the 3440 by 1440, yeah? What if yeah. he goes in? Now, you said 4K is in an exact upscale four times of 1080, yeah? Yeah. So it's four pictures. So say if you've got a 1080 screen, exact 4K is four of them screens, yeah? Yeah. So why can't he just instead of having it at thirty four forty by fourteen forty, just have it as the four K resolution, and then OBS downscales that to ten eighty? Yeah. If he does do that and he has it at four K, he's still going to have the black lines either side of the screen because it's going to be a different aspect ratio. Yeah. But it's the same as if we're saying that he changes it to ten eighty. But no, so... only have the black lines on his screen. But it'll yeah. be black lines to make his screen fit 4K. But yeah. then he'll be seeing it in 4K, and the stream will be fitting perfectly screened. No, I don't think his screen can render for. Maybe it can render 4K, but it's it will won't look as good. Then hold on a minute. Better render it down it'll a be, little. It will be squashed just, in one way or another. I've just looked at my OBS. When you use your game capture, so when you press like when you when your game loads up, mm -hmm. yeah. it says say you're in 4K. 
there's a thing called scale resolution. Yeah, but okay. we, we we understand that. But the point. Yeah, is... no, but I know that. But in in your properties of the game capture, I'm not saying the output to the stream. Okay. In the properties to the game capture, there's a thing you know where you can say allow transparency, limit capture frame rate, capture cursor, use anti cheat compatibility yeah, mode. Yeah, yeah. It there's a thing called scale resolution. Yeah. Which you can scale your output to what's coming out your game capture. Okay. Okay, that's down nice. to down to your 720 or your 1080 or whatever you're streaming yeah, we at. Get that already, then, but the point no, is you won't have the bars then. No, okay. what I'm trying to say is you can still play at 4K, but a game ca- capture in the in the OBS will shrink it down to you for you. So in your OBS, it will show it at that yeah, resolution. Yeah, what we're saying. You're wrong. What it is, this is what we're saying. It's not a normal aspect ratio on that screen. So when it does downscale it, it's already set to downscale to 720. But whether it's 720, 1080, or 4K, his actual ratio is not a 4K normal ratio. So, like, cause but you're quite... talking about the output. Wacky's talking about the input. At what ratio, the at what scale the OBS captures the input, not what's, what, what is the output of it on your stream. Yeah, this is what I'm trying to say. In, you know where you can place, you can you can right click on your game capture. Yeah, yeah. he's talking and about the input. You can say it, you, huh? the input. Basically, when you go, when you add a scene, you add a source, and you go game capture, you get a load of settings. You can you can change it so you can capture with a uh, with a hotkey, which I use. I press nine, and then it'll show the game. But in that thing, you can scale resolution of that game. So you will still be playing at 4K, but OBS will scale it down into a a 720p, like, like a 1080p even. And then you set your settings on OBS, your output to 720, 60 frames. And then you'll. But you'll then be... at least your game will be captured in a in a 16 by 9 ratio instead of a 20 by one. A 21 yeah. by 9 like he is playing yeah, on yeah, sure he, all it's all it's doing is telling you the resolution it's te- not saying the aspect ratio yeah so this is what it, i'm trying to explain to them but they're not getting my point you get what i'm saying don't you Jans? yeah they're not understanding no, I, when you bring that in at that resolution it still gives you a, a black line top and bottom because his aspect ratio of the game on his on his monitor is oh, much yeah, wider. Yeah. No, yeah, I understand that. Then, then yes, he will have to play with the black bars on the side of his screen. Yeah, and the black bars are either no, on I the understand that. Yeah, or the black bars are on his monitor, either one or the other. Yeah, no, I understand that now. Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, but I'm just what, saying that there is this an option. Why I was asking you guys because I've actually been on his computer and I've been through every setting and I've changed everything. Um, I've tried all these input outputs. I've tried changing his game resolution. I've tried changing his monitor resolution. And whichever way around you do it, something gets compromised where it either gets squashed, stretched, or it gets black lines. So it's either going to have to be that your game when you're playing, Tim, will have on your screen black lines on it. So no one else will see them, but you'll see them. And your screen will be slightly downsized. Or it will be the compromise on a stream where they'll have a black line top and bottom. So... If when you're streaming, you're happy to have your screen a little bit smaller, it will be fine like that because it will work perfect ratio on that yeah. on the well, stream. I thought I understood the question wrong. Now I understand it. That no, no, he's no, trying to stream yeah. with a with a 21-9 ratio monitor, yeah. and yeah. he's having this problem. But if I now just type into Google OBS play 21 by 9 and stream 16 by 9 ratio, well, Google hits me with how many 24,000 results, so it must be easy to fix. All right, we'll send you round then. 
Buy me, buy me the, Did the you hear that, people? Did you hear that? Every listener is going to hear that now, and they're going to be like, yeah, it's easy. I understand what you mean. Yeah, I understand yeah, what you mean. I understand. There is a new scaling filter that adds an option for scaling non-69 resolutions to 69 by trying to leave the center of the image more intact and squishing the edges more. Obviously, it's not a perfect solution. There is no perfect solution to scaling 21.9 to 69, but it's an option. Yeah, because so that's just the first link I clicked. It's just the first link I clicked. Yeah, but either way you do it, it's, it's going to do what your TV does. You know when you've got them different TV modes on your TV? Yep, you yep, yep. And it yep. zooms it in, and you yep. miss the top and bottom or the yep. sides. You miss the logo of the... Yeah, of the... that's what's going to happen, basically. Yeah. 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 But I would personally, I wouldn't go out and... Well, even if you've got one lying around, I wouldn't really want to be interested in changing monitors, downsizing nope. your quality, because you've got such a good computer and such a good screen and everything, just for the streaming, you know? Yep, yeah. I would just put my stream, if I would stream, I would just turn my game to 1080p and just turn it and just play it 1080p even on your 4K monitor. It will still be look, look good on your monitor. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's what you're willing to do, basically. Yep. It's like, if you want to play at 4K and not stream, then play at 4K and not stream. But if you want to stream and make sure people have good viewing of your game yeah unless you have like 100,000 subscribers already i would say not 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 such a good idea to have like big black markers on your screen yeah, yeah it doesn't, really put it doesn't look good because yep. i tested it on my mobile phone because that's what i test all the time when i'm checking someone's stream i always test it on my phone one to see if i can because i've got a quite a fast download speed and upload speed on my phone so mm. if my phone can do it then i take that as one good mark like yep yeah, it's fast enough the stream's coming down fast enough for me to be able to do it through 4G. The next thing I check is the quality of the picture on my phone because that's where most people are going to be watching because people watch streams when they're sitting at work, when they're sitting at a bus stop, you know, that's when I find people are watching. It's other people yeah. that do it at their computers, but the majority is them people and that's the way you want to get your stream out. So to I be honest, I hardly know people that watch on their mobile phones. Really? Yes, everybody. I know watch on a computer or on a laptop, whatever. Uh, maybe. Yep. But... But anyway, you should just I, keep that screen. Yeah, I saw it on my phone, nice and I was like, ooh, that doesn't look... It, it. You've got, like, a letterbox. It doesn't look that great. It looks really crisp, because obviously it's, like, it's downscaled to 1080, but it's, like, nice and across the screen, but it's just too small to watch, really, you know? And then when I'd done the other way around, it sort of squashed it up, and it just didn't look right. It looked stretched or squashed. But, yeah, Tim, thanks for them questions. Anyway, hopefully we'll learn more about this as more 4Ks get around and you know what's going to happen when obs finally changes into 4k and then it's a whole nother problem where no one can <laughs> you know what i mean get it on your phone again yeah, yeah, yeah but if well, you want to stream 4k your provider will will laugh eh? yeah mm -hmm. but the, the other thing is it's not just 4k it's ultra wide that's the issue isn't it yeah. it's yep, like a that's the whole problem. aspect ratio 1440 screens are getting so popular now because they're saying that that's the sweet spot for screen size like Twitch might take that into account. and That's what that needs to happen, yeah. That yeah. you need to have an option that when somebody is streaming in a 21 by 9 ratio, that Twitch automatically switches his it, the, the view of the screen to 21 by 9. Yeah, yeah. so it like zooms in a little bit, so I lose the edges yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, makes it a letterbox by right. default. That's that question. Thanks, Tim, for sending <laughs> that in. Hopefully uh, all of our different views and, I don't know, not argument, but... <laughs> yes, yeah, opinions making, making us realise that we certain people are wrong. <laughs> you, 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 the thing is, you do have to realise, like everybody's got their own opinion. Like we're yeah. not professional streamers. We know what we know. Our streams run all right, so we know yeah. enough. But I don't, don't even know, stream. Yeah, we don't yeah. know everything. You know, 
Jansen's just like an expert on monitors and TVs, so mm. he knows that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's just our view, really, people, and what yeah. we think. Anyone out there's got like, oh, they've just said that all totally wrong, or oh, now you need to do this. Send it in an email, and I'll put it on next month's podcast because I'd love to have someone who actually professionally sets up streams and goes, right, just click that button, that button, and that button. That will change that to that, and that'll work because you yeah. know we don't know everything. So yeah. looks like there's no solution for this uh, ratio problem. Looks like it. Yeah. Right. Anyway, let's move on to the second question of the month. This is from Daniel, and he says, here is a question that you guys might be able to discuss on the show. PC case fans, how would you set one up on a basic i3 system with only one case fan? Side or rear mount, do you have them blowing in or blowing out to the case? If two are better, how would you use those and how would you set them up? I asked this question at my local computer shop, and the two guys there, didn't have, they had different opinions. Right, now the first thing I've got to say a lot of shops where I go in, computer shops, I'm not putting other shops down, but if I go to a general high street shop, 99% of them don't have a clue about anything computer game related. It's totally, like I went into one when a new graphics card came out and I was just driving down through where I live and it's in London as well. So it's like a big, it's like popular shops and that down there. And I remember going in a shop and saying, look, can you get this graphics card? The guy went to me, this is, this is um, it's called uh, PC something or other. It's a proper PC shop. It's got loads of like PCs in the windows, doing loads of repairs and that in there. And I said, um, can you get this graphics card? He went to me, what's a graphics card? <laughs> I was like, are you for real? I was like, are you for real? And he's like, no, no, we do repairs. We do repairs. And I was like, fair enough. I'm not coming in here ever again. <laughs> but, yep. but computer shops worry me. Because I've been in a lot of them and I will go into that computer shop genuinely to talk to the people, ask questions about what they do and stuff like I went into one where I bought a server from. The guy genuinely was interested in what I did with gaming machines and he openly said to me, you know, his business was doing office work, like setting up servers, bringing servers in and out, setting up networking and all that. But he also done PC repairs at his shop. And I told him what I do and he looked it up while I was there and he was like, oh, I'm intrigued. You know, could you build me some get top end gaming machines? I was like, but you're a PC shop. Why don't you build them yourself? And he was like, no, nah, we don't want to delve into water cooling and stuff like that. That seems, that stuff seems crazy. But That's a different market, though. Yeah, but once you've built a PC, you've built a PC in my book. And, yeah. Yeah. and the thing is, if they're a PC shop, they should be able to do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah shop. true. true. I, come oh. this, I come across this a lot. And it's something but, that just shocked me in general. But, like, but lots of these PC shop, also the PC shop my work deals with, they just have contracts with Dell and HP and they just get delivered like complete systems. And if something's yeah. really wrong with it, just ship them back to Dell. Or they have two next, next uh, two business days, they have a complete new system. Yeah, but you're talking you know, about corporate world. I'm not talking about corporate world. I'm talking about It's also PC. just a PC shop, yeah? It's also just a PC yeah, shop. but they deal in corporate business. They they deal in setting up networks in offices. No, no, you can also just go like a, like a normal guy. Yeah, they but... also have 1080 Ti in the, in the window and everything like that. But that's the point. But it's they're not so... talking about. Don't deal with that kind of stuff. They're, like, they, they, they're selling gaming machines, but they're all your generic ones that you'd get off of Amazon or something. And I'm just thinking, you know, you've opened up a shop because you're obviously interested in this area. How can you be interested in this area but not know every area of what you're interested in? That's what I don't understand. Maybe nobody ever comes in and asks about that area, Maybe. so you never. But anyway, was let's interested. get back to the question. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I just thought it was crazy that there's so many shops out there that don't really. Obviously, I've only. This is my first PC I've built. Yeah. Like, my last one was a pre-built. I set my fans up. Obviously, tell me if I'm wrong, but I hope I ain't. 
where it sucks in from the front and it blows out the back. Yeah. That's very okay, good. isn't it? Yeah. A quick brief on how it should be done. And if anyone thinks different, they can tell me, but this is the way it should be done. If you're in a normal system, and it can be different um, regarding to like size. So if you've got like micro mini ITX or you've got full ATX, it can be different on each case. So you do have to sometimes have a look at the case and think, right, that case can work. That case can't work because some cases nowadays are so extreme. They have the front blocked off. They have the sides blocked off and you have to rearrange it. But on your like general computer on a normal case, like a normal mid tower, yeah, you've always got like some kind of intake at the front and you've got some sort of kind of exhaust at the top at the back. So yeah. what you should do if it's air cooled, which means it's got no water cooling pipes, it's got no water cooling system in there, hasn't got a sealed loop. What you should do is you should have one fan or minimum at the front, one fan minimum at the back at the top. And um, preferably at the front bottom. Yeah, because what it does is obviously heat rises, so heat's going to go to the top of the case. So you want a, a fan inside sucking the cold air or the ambient temperature in outside. That comes in. That goes underneath the graphics card. The graphics card sucks it in. That gets it red hot. It goes up, yeah. and then it touches all of the heat sinks and the CPU. That gets even hotter. And because heat rises, it goes to the top of the case. Now, if that was sealed off, all the heat would just build up in the top of that case and get hotter and hotter and hotter. So you want a one blowing the cold air in at the bottom, and then that heat rises, and then you want a fan blowing it out of the back. That's the way for a typical air-cooled system should be. If you have an option to put it on the side, if, if for instance, your graphics card is getting very hot, you can mount that front uh, fan sucking in the, the air from the front on the side, just just in front of your graphics card. Yeah, so true. it sucks in the, the, the cold air straight from the side, blows it directly onto the graphics card so it doesn't need to pass first, yeah, like 30 centimeters through your, yeah. If you look at a lot of cases with glass sides, you'll see that it has like these funny circles and these like four holes. And that is where you can mount a, a fan on the side if you want. But in general, the idea is for an air-cooled system, the air comes in the front, goes up, comes out the back as an exhaust. Now, yeah. when you go to change into water cooling, things get different. So say you've got like a sealed water cooler now, like where you've got it on your CPU and then you've got the two pipes and it's going to a radiator. What you do when you've got a radiator is you've got different versions of how you want to do it, whether and how many fans you've got. Say you've got a single rad, it's bolted on, you've got one fan. What you want to do is with a water-cooled system, you want to bring the air from outside inside because you don't want the heat being stuck inside. So instead of having the exhaust coming in the front, up and out the back, what you do is if you've got the rad at the top, you'll have the two fans sucking the air in, you know, and you can also have like um, a push and pull. Now, it's not proven that they are much better, but they're a little bit better if you've got push and pull. But obviously, it's a much, much bigger. What is a push and pull? It's when you've got a fan each side of a rad, like of your radiator. So okay. you've got one sucking the air in from the case, and then mm -hmm. you've got a rad, and then you've got another one sucking the air from the other side. So one okay. forces the air into the rad, and one pulls the air out from inside. Yeah. But the general rule is when you've got water cooling, you want to have outside air sucked in. So on my case, I've got the NZXT, is it the 440? I think it is. I can't remember the actual name of it. And that's the one that's got the sealed front. It's got like a, a whole block wall on the front. Yeah. And it's only got an intake from the side of about an inch all the way down the side. So what I've got on mine is, because it's water-cooled, I've got three fans on the front sucking air into the case from the side. And then I've got one exhaust fan at the back suck, like blowing it out. But what I've got on my rad is I've got, two fans sucking air in from the top because my radiator is mounted on the top and the yeah. way that's working is 
Air's coming in from the front, hitting the graphics card, because that's where the heat is, even though I've got a blower-style graphics card, so it's blowing the air out the back of the computer, not into the case. Even though it's hot in there, I don't want that hot air rising up onto the CPU. So what I've got is I've got three fans sucking the air in, the air's coming up over the graphics card, and then there's an exhaust blowing it out the back. What that's trying to do is keep all the heat away from that radiator at the top. It's coming in and going out before it's hitting the radiator. And then yeah. I've got the radiator sucking air from the top of the case down into the case. So it's sucking the air outside, which is the temperature wherever I'm sitting, into the rad. The, rad. the rad's cooling down. That air is then coming into the case and getting blown out the back. You know, yeah. so there's no buildup of hot air. But yeah, the general rule is water cooling, you want to suck the air from outside in. Because otherwise you keep hot air circulating inside, you know? That's yeah. also the same with air cooling. You try to suck uh, cold air from outside in, but then also blow it out. Yeah, you, wanna, you want it to go in and out. But when yeah, you're doing water cooling, you want, you want to just, just keep outside again. airs coming in. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. say it you don't do Yeah, because otherwise what happens is say you've got a graphics card red hot, all you've got is it's blowing hot air through the radiator. Mm -hmm. You don't want it yeah. happening. Well, with the fans, they have arrows pointing of where... Some like, if you fans turn, do. Yeah, some fans. But obviously, you've got to put them the right way in, haven't you? Yeah. You can, I mean, if you put them the wrong way around, they're going to be... You can always test by just getting a piece yeah. of paper. Yeah, yeah, of course. by your fan, you'll know if it sticks to the case yeah, and suck yeah. it in and it blows it away. It's obviously, my one... I've got an F340 Elite with the glass panel on the side. Yeah. I've got my Kraken water cooler with the radiator on the front with the fans sucking in air from the outside and then the exhaust on the back top yeah. blowing out air yeah that's right but yeah. I, do you know what? i've seen a lot of computers that have come from i won't mention any names but have come from top system builders where they've been on like a production line yeah and they're like people are going on their website and going i want that one and then it gets sent out and they build it and they send it out and they go i want that one it gets sent out builds up oh yeah we have that graphics card instead that gets sent out i've seen a few of them where i've actually opened them up and they've got they've got the actual the the name of the on the front of the pc where they've stuck their own badge on yeah and the water cooling fans have been the wrong way around or <laughs> or i've even seen it before where you've got two fans against a radiator either side pushing the air together so once that once the air's got in there there's no for it to go they're both pushing yeah. inwards and i'm just yeah. thinking wow like yeah you know but personally for me i don't really go with push and pull when you've got a fan either side because i think it's just so chunky for the game, yeah, like, yeah, definitely. You know, I couldn't be, I couldn't fit that in my case. Pushing, yeah, pushing, is, is a lot to fit in. Yeah, I actually spoke to Daniel as well on through Facebook, and you can go on there and see the conversation if you like. And he actually, I asked him what case he had, and he said he's just got like a, a, a Japanese imported case. It's very basic and stuff like that. I will say, you said that your PC is not for graphics. It's not for gaming. It's just what you've got in a shop, and all it does is runs your like normal stuff for the shop. In some systems like that, you know, I feel personally you can get away with just having a CPU cooler because there's no graphics card in there and like a basic fan in and out. But a lot of people don't even have that nowadays. I've got a server sitting here, which is on all day, every day. It's an i3 processor, eight gigs of RAM, and it runs all day. And all it's got is a CPU fan. It doesn't have any fans blowing any air in and out. And it's all right. So my, my actual answer to you would be would be to check your temperatures in the BIOS and from like MSI Afterburner, you know, you can check to see what, what things temperatures are. And if they're all right, they're all right. But I wouldn't worry too much about it on the basic setup you've got. But gaming, definitely, because them graphics cards are going to get red hot. And if you've got AMD, 
make sure you 100% have got your fans, as many of them as you can fit in there, because AMD, they suck so much power and they get red hot. One thing I also want to add about an air-cooled system is when you don't have good cable management and it just like like Hans says, an exploded parrot in there, then your (laughs) airflow also doesn't work quite well. So if you're already experiencing temperature problems, maybe it's 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 a good to 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 start uh, checking your your cable management. Yeah, no, he hasn't got any temperature problems. He just asked me. Is there a way that I should be putting my fans in? You know, oh, okay. yeah. but yeah, as yeah. well, like in his question, he's saying that he's only got one case fan, and where he should put it. Yeah, I would say personally, if you've only got one case fan, it's really best to top. have it as an an exhaust fan. Yeah, so yeah. it's exactly. sucking the hot air out because mm. your CPU is going to have a fan on it, and that's going to be blowing air on yeah. there. But then, if you get a negative pressure inside your case by having an exhaust fan it will then suck air in from every hole that there is in the case. It will bring air in, and then your exhaust fan will just blow that hot air out. Yeah. I would also second that with saying just put the exhaust just purely because when the heat builds up, it's going to go to the top, and it's going to slowly over time get lower and lower and lower and hotter and hotter. So if you've got an exhaust fan, it's always going to blow that hot air out. If you've got a a fan on the front on its own, you are going to suck cold air in. But it's not gonna. It's gonna pressurize, and then it's gonna keep hot. So it's yeah. best to just get it out, you know. And some on some cases, you get uh, the space for like two or three different uh, places you can put the fans on the back of the case. But it's always best to put them as close as you can to the top. Yeah, yeah. because that's where the heat is. But it's funny. I'd like to have been in that shop when the two guys had different opinions about the fans. Could you imagine that? You go into a shop, and you're like, oh, I've got this question. And then they both start arguing. <laughs> I wonder what their opinions were, though. Yeah, you, yep. have to, you have to send us in what their opinions actually were and why. Just uh, regularly clean your PC as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's you know, that's another thing. Like, look at yeah. look at you the other day, Tim, when you sent me that picture of in your industrial estate with that opening up that computer. Yeah, that was two months old. That yeah, man. Looked like uh, somebody had it for thirty years. I got so honest, much you know, dust thing, in it. The worst thing I come across is when I get a computer from someone that's a heavy smoker that has had their computer for like seven or eight years. Man, (laughs) I bring that thing. uh, Because obviously I work from home, from my office at home. I bring the computer in, I open up the side, and like, you know, when I go out, I'll I'll have a fag every now and then. You know what I mean? I'm not like against smoking or nothing, but I'll open this thing up and I'll switch it on. (laughs) Man, I'll switch that thing off quick. (laughs) strong fag smell it's just like that that lingers in my in basically you get a second out, you basically get a second out of smoke it's just yeah. like it used to be it used to be a white computer but now it's yellow yeah <laughs> but the thing is obviously the fans the bearings everything takes that smell in and like builds up that tar and then when you yep. switch that when you switch that computer when it's like <laughs> man blow it in your face you <laughs> <laughs> That someone's sitting there with a constant cigarette just blowing it in your face. But yeah, I've had a couple of computers. When I first started and I was taking on like all sorts of like repair jobs and stuff like that, I had a few jobs where I take the side off and the whole thing is like one big lump of dust. And I'm like, how has this thing survived? You can see where coffee's been poured in it over the motherboard <laughs> and everything. Sometimes I get these these laptops back from work and you think like some, some people, what, what, what did they do with it? They have full entire meals on it. I had a laptop. Disgusting. My mum, yeah, I had a laptop. She said, Nick, can you just pop round? I've, I've spilled, someone spilled tea in my laptop. 
I said, switch it off straight away. Like, just switch it off. Don't switch it on and see if it's working. Just switch it off and don't touch it. She said, oh, well, it's, it's sort of gone a bit funny. I, I, I'll switch it off anyway. So I switched it off. I got around there, got the computer, took it home. I got back here. First thing I've done is thought, like, I won't switch it on or nothing. Take the whole thing apart. Take all the motherboard out of it and, and everything. Anyway, I take, take the motherboard out of it. I turn it over. And I was like, whoa. There was burn marks like like someone had got a soldering iron and like really? stabbed oh. it. But it was on they every did single connection. Off. Every single connection had melted and was burned. Short circuit. I, oh like, I bet it was like short circuit in there. Like the field yeah. when the lightning hits him, he's like, <laughs> 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 little blue lightning bolts going everywhere. But yeah, that thing, that thing was gone. She was like, can't we repair it? Can we get a new one? I was like, no, nah, that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's like these crazy stories. I do like a crazy story. If any of you out there have got any crazy stories you want to send us in and you want us to read out and have a chat about, Send them in, man, because I do love a crazy story. Has, any, has anything else you lot have had that's really funny or weird happened to you about computers? I once built a computer that's just pretty funny. No, I wasn't building a computer. I once dusted out a computer, my own computer. And then when I turned it on again after dusting it out completely, and the case was still open and I was looking at the motherboard, and all of a sudden I thought, huh? Two orange lights, what the hell? I, I thought I only had one light on my motherboard. This was like 15 years ago, you know. And all of a sudden, the other orange light just slowly died. And when I, went, and when I looked closer, it wasn't the light. It was just a particle of dust or something that short-circuited. And that just <laughs> short-circuited my whole USB, my whole LUM, my whole audio, everything on board of those devices. It was near the USB, short-circuited, didn't work anymore. Do you know what, man? I, just I feel, by dusting it out, turning it on. I feel your pain. Do you know what? I've said this a few times, but I'll say it again for the people that haven't heard this story. When I was younger, I must have been 10, because I've always been a PC gamer. And like I said, I started on the first Amstrad CPC 464 or whatever, like back in the day, in the 80s or whatever. Anyway, I used to love my PC. Like, it was my best thing. I didn't want any consoles or nothing. I wanted my PC. And uh, I remember having, remember the old PCs where you had the box on the desk, like flat but square, and then your monitor sat on top of it. Yeah, like a pizza box. Yeah, it was like one of them, but a big thick one with your floppy drive and all that on there. I still have one that runs like a server here next to me. Really? Yeah, on 24 hours. I had this, yeah, and I remember I was trying to play Transport Tycoon, and my CPU in that at the time, obviously I'd never done any computer repairs or anything like that at the time, I was young. Anyway, um... I'm playing like Transport Tycoon at about five frames per second. So, and, and do you know what? I just persisted. I wanted to play that game so much that I just persisted and played it. And yep. the, the trains were sort of jumping an inch at a time across my screen where it was so out of sync because the frames were so low. But I played that game for years. And anyway, my dad said to me, right, I'm going to upgrade your PC, yeah? So he, he had this, this processor. I, I, like, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how good it was. And I remember just thinking... Man, when's this man going to fix this computer? I can't wait. It was like something that, you know, like you wanted it to happen so much to play that game smooth, but it just never got to that stage. That processor just sat there. If I knew I just could have unplugged it and plugged it in, yep. yeah, I'd have just done it myself, but that didn't happen. But anyway, in the process of me like pining to get this thing like upgraded, I remember thinking, there must be a way I can upgrade this thing. And I remember looking around the PC and seeing on the power supply, which I didn't know was a power supply at the time. A big red button. Ooh, I know like, this button. There's a big button on the back of this computer. <laughs> it's red. It While it's be, on. It might be like an overdrive button. 
and it says do not touch. <laughs> no, no, it, does, it, it doesn't. It, it just, just says the voltage. Yeah, it just yeah, yeah. says a number. Oh, really? <laughs> and I remember looking at it and thinking, it's got a number on it. I'm going to switch it. And I remember switching it and she went, bang, like a ball of flames inside the computer. I was like, oh, my computer. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like, I heard somebody of a school actually do that to some other person of a school. That computer was Advising about... him to do that. And he also blew his computer up. But I remember that computer was well expensive. It was like a thousand pound. A PC back in them days, as you got one every five years. It was yep. like you had to take out a whole debt for it and that because it was like such a big expensive thing. And... <laughs> I remember it blowing up and going downstairs. My mum and dad going, something's happened to the computer. What have you done? <laughs> I haven't done anything. And obviously, the guy took the computer and was like, he's changed the voltage over to 240. <laughs> <laughs> Fried the whole thing. Oh, no. I once bought a passively cooled graphics card. That was also 15 years ago. And my computer got so hot and I was checking the temps out and it was like, the graphics card was running at 125 degrees Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this ain't right, you know. So I mailed the, the developer, or the, the, the manufacturer, and they were like, no, no, that's fine. That's all right. I was like, you can't be kidding me. 125 degrees. You should have degrees. just got some eggs out and broken them yep. on there. You have yep. <laughs> Crazy. 125 <laughs> degrees graphics card. <laughs> Oh man! All right, that's enough. I think that's enough of our crazy stories, dudes. <laughs> yeah, if anyone does have book. any questions, just send them into extremepcuk at gmail dot com. You could do it on Twitter and Instagram as well. The main one, though, for the moment, we're finding is the biggest is Facebook, and on our Discord. Our Discord's got a whole text channel for just podcast questions. So if you go on our Discord, join that, and literally just put your question in there. We'll pick it up for that month, and it will be put onto the show. But apart from that, people, that brings us to the end of this show. I will say, this show's been a bit flaky, I feel. We've, we've all been a bit... Um, to, to you guys listening, we we must have cut and edited this show a million times for various <laughs> crazy reasons. It's still gone a bit mad. Blame the new guy. Yeah, we blame Wacky. We blame Wacky. But um, now, nah, cheers for coming on, Wacky. And, uh, no, no, well... You'll nice. see more of Wacky. He'll be on uh, permanently now, wouldn't you, Wacky, if you're about? Yeah, yeah. Another I'll member of our crew. Yeah, check out this stream... He's, yeah. he's a child of the group. No, honestly, thanks for having me. That's cool, dude. That's cool. Thanks for coming to the shows and helping us out. You proper helped me and Jansen out at them shows. Like when we were uh, yeah. That was good having you, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Jansen actually Tom. pulled me up afterwards and said, do you know what? I respect that guy for coming. He really helped us out because what happened <laughs> is at the show, me and Jansen, we work together, obviously, at the shows. We normally do it on our own or with a couple of other guys, but the other guys sort of just do other bits for us. Um, and me and Jansen do all the talking. We've got quite a good routine as well, the way me and Jansen work out who we're talking to and what we're doing. But we yeah. generally get swamped by people asking questions and wanting things done. And Wacky, without us even asking you, you just jumped in, took control of all the computer games, took control of all the people and said, like, yeah, you can speak to him about that. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate that. So, yeah, you're more than welcome to come to all the shows and get on the, the podcast. Yeah, and honestly, just let me know when, when the next one is and I'll be there. Wicked. But apart <laughs> from that, guys, that brings us to the end of this month's show. So, uh, yeah, cheers for everybody listening. Cheers for everything. Like I said earlier on, check out our stream. We've got the new subs on there. Um, don't feel that anyone has to do that. It's purely if you want to give something back to the show, you know, and you enjoy what we do. Yeah, it's just a way of giving back. The Bits, there's a new Bits League on there. Check that out because the Bits League is pennies, but it's just a good little laugh for the way of everybody just having competition between each other. And uh, the show just takes a little little cut of that, so pretty good. But apart from that, yeah, cheers Thanks for listening to the podcast, and we'll see you all next month. Bye-bye. Peace.
Extreme PC UK.